y'all for listening to the first episode of Connecting with Koo. I'm so excited, and I have my first guest, Miss Rachel Vasquez. Hello, hello. I'm happy to be here. I'm so excited for you and your new journey. Yeah, I'm excited, too. I've wanted to do this um, for quite some time when I was on TZ Talks. I just want to give y'all a little bit of insight on who I am. I'm not really nobody, but, you know, I'm just a, a life at a party a lot of the time, mm-hmm. you know. Most of the time. Um, <laughs> most of the time. But I just wanted to really connect with people because there's things that I feel like the reason why I wanted to start this is I send a lot of letters into, like, other podcasts, like, you know, when they do the listener letter. Mm-hmm. And I was realizing that they wasn't trying to talk about what I wanted to talk about. Like, I'm sending you a letter about, like, my anxiety. I'm sending you a letter about this and that. And they, like, not picking my letters. Mm-hmm. I'm like, if anybody going to talk about it, it's got to be me. Right. So there's things that, you know, some things are uncomfortable. Some things are funny that I think are funny. Other people might not think are funny. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to come into this space and create a space where I can talk about what I want to talk about. And because you never know who wants to. Like, I never thought TV chat was going to blow up like it did. You know, we got almost a thousand members now. Mm-hmm. And we got, I got connected with Koo. It's almost 400 people in there. Mm-hmm. You never know until you create it. So I don't want to keep thinking, saying, like, maybe, like. I feel like you may not realize your own voice. Yeah. You don't realize what people are interested in until you create it. Mm-hmm. So that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to create Connecting with Koo because I talk about, I want to talk about my anxiety. I want to talk about my addictions. I want to talk about things that I've done the things I think that are interesting to other people. I'm into politics a lot. You know, I'm always in Facebook jail. That's why I got two pages. <laughs> <laughs> I got Jock Robbie. People like I'm teasing him like I'm not adding that. <laughs> like, I got two pages. So I stay in arguing with the white supremacists. You know what I'm saying? So like, <laughs> I just lost a friend about you know politics. A friend. You know what I'm saying? So. It's just stuff that I want to talk about that other people are like, eh, that's going to be two seconds and we're going to move on. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to have you here because this episode is about a dream deferred. And I wanted to talk about the fact that, like, you and Luis really inspired me because y'all got three kids. Y'all went to school. We went to school together. We all went to Madison. And I didn't know y'all back then, but that don't matter. My thing is that y'all didn't give up when the first try didn't happen. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. y'all waited. You know, y'all, you still going to school. You're an esthetician. You know what I'm saying? Like, y'all got the business. You know, he quitting. Y'all, I'm like, damn, what's next? What y'all got? <laughs> it's lipstick, you know? And it's like, some people don't have the, the strength or the power to keep pushing through when the first try don't work. Right. And I thought that you would be, because for me, I, I didn't, I've been talking to Dutch about this podcast. I know I'm getting on. I know I was getting on his nerve. I'm like, dude, you want to do a podcast? And I'd be drunk like, dude, you want to do a podcast? He's like, all right, girl. Let me know when you're ready to record at this point. <laughs> like, we got, I was looking at our, um the other day, I was bored at home. I was looking at, like, the history of our, like, Facebook, our Facebook messenger. It's me every couple months. Dude, connect with cool. He like, I know. When do you want to record it? I'm like, I'm scared. So... <laughs> I just wanted to talk about, like, even me doing this, and I just feel like you just got to have that moment when you want to um, try new things. But we'll get into that later when I do, like, your interview and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I just want to talk about a couple topics. Um, with the election, I want to talk about that. You know, I want to kick it off with, you know, Joe Biden won. And I want people to understand, like, I did vote for Joe Biden, but Joe Biden was not my first choice. I wanted Bernie Sanders. But I mainly voted for Kamala. 
because I do like her. She's a black woman. She's in a sorority. Mm-hmm. She went to an HBCU. And I feel like for our young girls, that's dope to have her in office. Just just to see her. Um, and I'm going to be honest. I'm not super, super big in politics, but lately... Um, especially with the election, they have become more important, I feel like, in everybody's household mm-hmm. because it's really determining what we about to go through as a culture. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like the last four years have been like, we start realizing that a, a lot of people Man. don't like us. Like, I think we knew that they didn't like us, but then we realized, damn, y'all really don't, y'all like, really don't like us. Like, y'all like, really you, racist, You deal. really just don't like me because of the color of my skin. I felt like what my mama explained it as is, you know, like when it rains mm-hmm. and, like, the worms come up. Mm-hmm. My mama said it's like that. Like, for the last yeah, they, four years, yeah. the it's rain, been it's been raining, and, and them worms been, been coming up, up like, hey, hey I them, don't like black people. And them mugs get bigger and bigger because you like, okay, your little ones don't like me, <laughs> or you, like... So you taught them that. Oh, okay. yeah. Mm-hmm. So now I got to be, I got to teach my kids yeah. how to be prepared for your kids. Exactly. And and I feel like it's sick, but I feel like this last day I did um vote for Biden. Mm-hmm. But I also feel like it was, so I'm not going to say I was in love with the idea of him mm-hmm. being president. Me neither. But I feel like it was, it was. The be- lesser. I feel like it was Beavis and Butthead. Yeah. Which one? The lesser of two evils. You got to pick the lesser of two evils. But I did like that he had her behind him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and he I, knew what he was doing. Yeah, I, I know she had some complaints mm-hmm. as far as like people saying they didn't like her and what she stood for and blah, blah, blah. But I feel like we, our girl, our kids need to see that. Mm-hmm. They need to see that black people come with different mind frames, mm-hmm. different backgrounds, mm-hmm. and they can still make it to there. Yeah. You know, they can still make it there because she did, people took away all the stuff she did good and was only announcing her bad. Yeah, and what I think about, what I like to um, akin Kamala to is, like when you work at a bank, you know you work at a bank and somebody bring in a nasty check or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it's like, as, as much as you want to help this person deposit it and help them out, the rules of the bank say you can't. it's bogus and you're fraudulent. Yeah. So I feel like when she was the prosecutor, yeah, she had to do what she had to do. She can't be up in here like, I'm not doing that. And then she's going to be fired. She can't do her job. I feel like she was, she dealt with the car she was given. Did, yeah. yeah. But not only that, I feel like sometimes as black people, we don't take accountability for the decisions that some of some of us make. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, you wouldn't even be in front of me Yeah, had you not put yourself in a situation to be in front of me. Exactly. So, Am I supposed to save you because we got the same skin color? Or am I supposed to show you that every everything you do has a consequence? Yeah. And I may not like the consequence I got to give you mm-hmm. particularly, but I got to give it to you. Yeah. It's like, I'm sorry, but, like, I used to be so, like, when I worked at, like, I worked at several banks. And when I used to have to, like, lock their account out, I used to be like, damn, they got kids. I feel about bad. Together. You feel bad, but it's like, girl, you brought this janky-ass check in here. Knowing it was janky. Knowing it was janky as hell. Why you got to put Trying me in this position? Trying to smile at me and speak to me. Knowing. Knowing. You thought I was hey, going to see Hey, let me get this. Fit. No, you're no, not getting nothing. you're not getting nothing, boo. I love you, too. Have so I feel day. like people need to give her that little bit of grace with that when it comes to her pros- her prosecuting people in the past because, you know, it is what it is. She had to do we, what she had no to do. No matter what level we on, when you are in a certain power position, we have decisions that we have to make. Mm-hmm. Just like when you work at a job. I hate when people think, okay, because I'm a black manager and you're a black employee, I'm supposed to treat you a certain Listen. way. No, because I have rules to abide by and I got in this position because of what I I work my ass off to get here. Listen. I'm not going to let you wanting to take it easy 
stop me from doing my job. I can't treat you any different than I. That's the problem in the world now. Mm-hmm. White people want to be treated differently than us. So mm-hmm. when, when it comes to us, I feel like we don't hold ourselves always hold ourselves ourself accountable, accountable nope. to that. That's just like with black business. We mm-hmm. don't hold ourselves accountable to that. Man. Our, our customers treat us different than they treat white businesses. Yes. They will take certain things from white businesses and tolerate it that they won't tolerate from us. Mm-hmm. And to them and they mind, it's because we got to work 10 times harder to gain their trust and their respect. But it's like, no, I'm not going to yeah. do that. And if I say I'm closed on Sunday, I'm closed on, on Sunday. Sunday. Because you can't call Boston Store and say, hey, I know y'all closed, but um, can I answer it? Period. At you all. don't even get to talk to no real person. You're mm-hmm. talking to the automated service. Mm-hmm. But I feel like sometimes white people are entitled. Yes. And I love my people, but that entitlement shit will get you in fucked up predicament. I don't even think it's entitlement. I think it's ignorance. I think it's because, for example, you know, I had candy girls for years. Mm-hmm. And customers kind of made me and Shamaya like... Stop. I'm like, I'm done because you're not listening. Like, I sent you an invoice. Why are you sending me back a cash app? I didn't send you that. Like, and I'll send cash app or whatever whatever payment they sent back. Like, I sent you an invoice. Pay back. I need to know what you, because you sending me that. And I'm like, who is this customer? I don't know you. What in your personal email, Sugar Baby ninety nine? I don't know that. <laughs> sugar baby, <laughs> sugar baby. I'm like, girl, pay the invoice. They they emails be like, my baby daddy eighty nine. Yes. Like what? Bussy baby twenty two. I don't know you. Like that nigga love me eight oh eight. Like what? Can you just pay the invoice I sent you so I know that it's but they don't and pay also, for they it. also don't understand the aspect of us happen to keep that documentation yes. because we get in trouble yeah. if we don't have that documentation exactly. But but that's why reason that's why I say entitled because I don't think it's ignorance because mm-hmm. they know they mm-hmm. just don't care. Yeah, that's true. They, they just, just don't, don't care. care. They think we owe them and they don't owe us. Mm-hmm. Like we're not providing a service. Yeah, or a need mm-hmm. when we are. Exactly. Like why can't you, girl? But you ooh, know, we gonna get into that when I get into your interview. You know. So um, with this election, I don't know if I necessarily feel happy. I'm more happy that Donald Trump is done. I feel like he he don't want to leave though. They say they gonna kick him out, kicking and screaming. He gonna he gonna be pulling. Because I feel like I feel like. Every election before this, like, even when Obama won, I feel like we start to see the changes. Like, not the changes as, like, the rules and stuff, but, I mean, we start to see him go into the White House. We start to see him and his family become a part of the White House. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Biden hasn't got that opportunity yet. It's like we still trying to drag him out, and they giving him too much time. Like, it's about to be January. Nigga, like, pack your bags, bro. Just get out. Every, every state that he's tried to sue, it's literally like, no, you lost. And it's crazy because he's, he's actually making it worse. He actually, like, in one state, he got, like, Biden got, like, 87 more vo- votes that they didn't count. Like, you're losing worse. <laughs> stop. Then, even when he said, I think we should just stop the election, Biden was up. Mm-hmm. Like, so what would that prove? You still will. You lost, bro. He said dead people are voting. No, they not, bro. We just. What dead people? <laughs> it was. I've never seen such a bad sore loser. He's a sore loser. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just... And I just wanted to talk about, like, how do you feel about 2020? It's about to be over. Mm-hmm. How do, How was your 2020? I'm going to say this, and uh, I have to, you know, definitely, like, I'm accepting an award. Thank God first for first and foremost. <laughs> for being a head hey, of your life. Yes. <laughs> 
But in re- real life, like, I know people say 2020 was horrible, and don't get me wrong, a lot of horrible things happened. We, mm-hmm. lost, we lost a lot of good people. Um, a lot of people lost people personally. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And one thing I can say, and I, had, I even had COVID, um, mm. me and my husband, and we mm. had to actually work through it. So, because wow. our, our customers didn't understand. And they don't give a damn. No, they did not care. Going they back to wanted, the last conversation. They still wanted Lewis to play. Yep. They're like, well, you can just drop it outside my door and I'll sanitize it. Like, you didn't understand when he said he had COVID. He's sick, fam. He's sick. <laughs> but, okay, whatever. We did we did what we had to do because we knew we had to do it. But um, this year, my I have family members who bought their first home. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, my kids are doing great at virtual schooling. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely want them to go back to school. But right. they're doing, I was happy that they were able to adjust. Mm-hmm. Um, so they still are straight-A students, which I'm very proud of. And me and, and Lewis quit his job, and his business is doing excellent. Yes. So um, my business was able to transform this year. So I honestly can say 2020 ain't been that bad. Mm-hmm. Do I look forward to 2021? Yes, because I'm hoping that we come out of this pandemic where we can actually go somewhere. I don't think reality will ever be the same. Mm-mm. But to just go back to some form of real life where, because one of my goals 2020 was supposed to be to travel and have business events in other places. Mm-hmm. And, of course, COVID stopped that. So I'm hoping to do that in 2021. I'm hoping to travel and get my brand to bigger and better places mm-hmm. because, you know, I don't want to be a Milwaukee celebrity. Okay. Because what is that? But my thing with 2020, like you said, it was hard for me because a lot of people don't realize, like, I live alone. Mm-hmm. And then with my job, I haven't been back to work. That was a social thing for me. Right, right. Like, I'm, like, the person that's organizing the damn potluck. Like, y'all want to do so? Like, I'll be ready. My desk was decorated when we left. I had Easter shit everywhere. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I got to go back and get that stuff, mind you. <laughs> and it's my desk full of Christmas stuff that I'm supposed to put up. So, like, work was a social thing for me because I really don't. extrovert. Yeah, yeah. I'm extrovert. Yeah. So, being at home is not really something for me. So, like, other people are like, I love this. I at love this. At the beginning, this. I was having very much difficulty because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm both. Mm-hmm. I'm an introvert and an extrovert. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm an extrovert because I have to in order to expand Sell my your business. business. Yes. But I'm an introvert where I, I, I literally, if you having a happy hour, I can come from five to seven and I'm ready to go. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I have my time. Yeah. Once I get my little time, speak to everybody, have a couple of drinks, I'm out. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, because so, I be like, what's the right you let me Yeah, You be I, gone. <laughs> I, I bounce, you know? <laughs> like, so that was fun. That's just me. I can't be around people in a big setting for too long of a period of time. Mm-hmm. That's just how I am. But, um, so that part, at the beginning, I was having a hard time because I'm like, man, I want to go have a drink. Like, I can drink in my home, but I, I love the social aspect of just speaking to people. Hey, mm-hmm. how you doing? Like, you know, or getting compliments right. or complimenting other people. I feel like that's, I think people, when they were saying, I love it, I love it, I don't feel like they were thinking about the people who don't have nobody in their house to talk to. Yeah. I'm like, and my friend's like, bitch, I can't talk to you all day. I can't keep FaceTiming you all day. Because some of them probably have people to talk to. They got family. You know, like, you know, my best friend, LaCara, she at, working from home with her fiancé and they son. She can't talk to me all day, you know? Right, right, right. Like, everybody got life, and I felt like I, felt like I was in a box. Like, I was, one day I called myself pacing. Like, I'm ready to get the fuck out of here. My cousin was like that, though, because she, she's older, but she loves to go out. She's a social butterfly. Mm-hmm. And she just like, check on y'all people who are extroverts, because we are not 
Okay. okay. No. And I didn't understand it at first, but I'm like, yeah, I think she's she's out and about. She she works at Skybox one night a week. She's out and about. She she loves to talk and mm-hmm. drink her wine. She loves to be a social butterfly. Yeah. So being stuck in a house and all her kids are grown. So it's just like, um and my mama was going crazy. Mm-hmm. My mama is definitely Oh, I done seen your mama out. Yeah, she's her like, diamonds. Me and her opposite <laughs> when it comes to people, cause my mama is at the bar right now. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's Sunday, it's three o'clock. She was there at one o'clock. Okay, so, it's time. It was. A, I seen her drive past me. I'm like, where you going? Oh, I'm on my way to the bar, girl. I'm like, she's like, you always busy when I want to kick it. I don't drink at one o'clock in the afternoon, mom. Girl, I can't handle it. You and your friends are a different breed. Okay, she's like, I would have been back home by four, five o'clock. I'm like. <laughs> I don't want to get drunk in the middle of the day. Exactly, like. But I feel like. I get drunk in the middle of the day, but that's another story. I mean, Sunday fun day. Mm-hmm. But this is my last week of school, so I'm just trying to get this out the way. Then, mm-hmm. like I told her, next week I can't get with you. Mm-hmm. One day, though, I can't last with her. They old school. They OG. They be getting I ain't no OG. I ain't going to pretend to be. I love y'all family dynamic, though, for real. On another tangent, like, y'all just be just so, like jail and everybody get along i know you have riffs every family do yeah yeah but just to see like when y'all like all be together and kicking it and stuff my family we do but it's always like come on like you gotta pull, pull i think we were kind of raised like that though because mm-hmm. we come from a, um we have a big family first of mm-hmm. all um my dad was like the godfather of the family and he always was all about family mm-hmm. like he would sacrifice anything for his family mm-hmm. like, we're gonna have a family reunion. We're gonna have not Sunday. We used to have Sunday dinners every Sunday. Like mm-hmm. we would go to church. We used to go to church, and we all grew up around like 14th and Keith and all that stuff. So we used to go to church, walk home. My mama have a Sunday dinner. My mama is a cook, so she have a Sunday dinner. We had Sunday dinner every every Sunday as a family. And now mm-hmm. that we are older, um, and as everybody know, all the people, like I had somebody say the other day, like, you always with a, a bunch of people. And I'm like, let me set the record straight. I'm with my, my family. family. Yeah. I'm like, when y'all see me with girls, they're not just my, they're not my friends. They're my nieces. Mm-hmm. My, my nieces are my age. <laughs> yeah. So I'm I'm TT. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not just kicking it with no random people. Mm-hmm. You're never going to see me constantly switch your friends. Right. I don't do that. Yeah. Um, but... Our family were raised to be have that bond, mm-hmm. and we teach our like our my kid, my kids and my great nieces and nephews. They like this, like they they they're stuck together. Mm-hmm. My my great nieces want to come over all the time. They test. T- 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 I be seeing it. I be watching I just took, on Snapchat. I, I just took two of my great nieces home this morning because my house is the spinning night house. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because I got like the most kids out of everybody. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so my house is spinning night home, and I got a, a, a live-in babysitter, which is my son. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out to having kids <laughs> early, even when you don't want to. Okay, because he's 13 now. You watch them Man, kids, that's I what have. I said. But I was like, you know what? I don't feel bad because, like, Shamika, my other best friend, like, her kid's going to be old enough when I finally do pop out one. So watch your kid. I'm going to be like, Jalen, Jordan. You trying to make some money? Come get your little niece. Cause um you want to make a couple dollars. That's what I. That's what my son do. You can do whatever you want in my house. My Don't son, except for bring a boy in. My son be sending my nieces <laughs> cash apps like ten dollars. I watch your kids today. I be like, I be like, Come hey, on. get it how you live. What's his name? Little Nico. Nehemiah. Nehemiah. I knew it was. We call him like Nemo. That. Nemo. That's what we like, got that yeah. Nemo. Nemo. He come on with his little business. Look, he already got a business. Exactly. Babysitting club. I'm like, you want them two hundred dollar <laughs> shoes? You mm. better be babysitting. Okay. Do you better so. figure it out. But our family just close like that because we were raised like that, mm. which is one thing I really appreciate about my family. 
because I feel like, especially in this tough time, all we've been able to do is have house get together. Yeah, that was going to be my but next question. Like, did have, this bring y'all together? Because you can't really do nothing that's all be at we the do. house. That's mm-hmm. all we do is be at the house. But I feel like it also, for me, I can't speak for my the rest of my family members, but it also pushed me away from people. Mm-hmm. So that's the bad part because now I don't, I don't feel the need to have to go kick it with nobody. Mm-hmm. Like, I just be like, oh, I can just stay in the house. I'm exactly. I be like, oh, we can go around the corner to Diamonds, have a drink, come back home. Yeah. I literally live, like, I can walk through the alley and be a Diamond. So yeah. I'm just like, hey, I don't really want to go that many places, mm-hmm. you know? And I feel bad because sometimes people invite me to stuff now and I be like, mm. It ain't sweet. It ain't sweet because I be like, who all gonna be there? And it ain't even because of liking and not liking, it's because of the sickness. Yeah. I don't want it again. I don't want it again. Yeah. <laughs> We was in Florida. I just went to Florida for my birthday. My birthday was last week. Shout out to Kuda. I'm finally done. I know my friends are sick of me. Y'all look like y'all had fun, though. We had a great time in the igloo. But I had a good time in Florida. And it was crazy because Florida is open, open. Mm -hmm. They don't have no restrictions like we do. It's like, if you want to wear a mask, wear it. If you don't want to wear a mask, you don't got to. And there's still plenty of people getting sick there. So, But when we walked in places, we masked up. We even had the shields. And people was like, so I didn't take pictures with the shields. So people was like, you out here, blah, blah, blah. Like, like my mama didn't want to let me come over. I'm like, girl, you didn't see the pictures in the shields. Because what you need to see that for? Like, why would I post that? I'm like, why would I post that? That's ugly. <laughs> I'm ugly in that. But I, but I definitely took care of I'm myself. I'm like, we brought shields down there. We, I brought extra masks for us. And people was looking at us like, girl, bye. Y'all forcing it. Yeah, yeah, listen, we walked in a restaurant, shields, masks. They was like, good night. <laughs> Like, you about to take, just take it off. <laughs> just take it off and have a seat. Cause but we... I feel like people don't be knowing, like, if they ain't never had it, like, mm-hmm. I don't want it again. Yeah, how was that, though, if you don't mind speaking about that experience? Um, it was, uh, so I, I knew I, Louis was asymptomatic. So okay. he didn't have no symptoms. Okay. We went on a date night, and I just felt different. Like, it was almost like I felt pregnant or something, because mm. I just was like, the liquor wasn't sitting right. None was, I was like, dude, I don't feel good. He like, um, you probably, because when I drink tequila, I get heartburn. Okay. Even though it, it stopped me from having a hangover, so I still be trying to drink it. Yeah, yeah. But I'm like, he like, that's probably just because you was drinking that Patron. You good, you good. So the next morning, I woke up, and I when I tell you from the time I woke up that morning till I went back to sleep, till I kept forcing myself to go to sleep, I threw up the whole time. Mm-hmm. My body was in so much pain. I had a fever. And Louis was not taking me serious at first. Like, and he, he always laugh and apologize about it, even right now. Because he was being an a-hole. Mm-hmm. He like, you're forcing it. You have a hangover. You're okay. Like, I'm like, I never had a fever with a hangover. So mm-hmm. I'm like, I know how a hangover feel. I don't feel like I have a hangover. Mm-hmm. He like, well, I don't think there's nothing wrong with you. So that was on a Saturday. Mm-hmm. So sun- that Sunday, um, we went to go look for places to get tested. Oh. And nothing was open. Oh. So then on Monday we went again, nothing was open. So I got tested that Tuesday. Came back that Thursday, we both had it. Because mm-hmm. he ended up getting tested just to get tested. Mm-hmm. So when he found out we had it, he apologized to me. I'm like, I my body is in so much. Like for me, the biggest thing for me was that my body was in pain. Sorry to interrupt with my wine point. Oh, you fine. <laughs> uh, my body was in pain. Big, uh, headache was Horrible. I had a headache the whole time. I couldn't get rid of it. Nothing got rid of it. Mm-hmm. And shortness of breath. Mm-hmm. That was my top three things. I didn't. I only had a fever the first day. Mm-hmm. The, those three things though lasted consistently for the next week, over two weeks. Wow. And my shortness of breath just started going away. Wow. Um, even after quarantine, and everything. Louis was just tired. Mm-hmm. He was just consistent. Like we would sleep, 
and we would both wake up and want to do something, and it was like our body was still like, nah, go back to sleep. Mm-hmm. So he was just so tired, and he was like pushing himself to go print for people yeah. because he had to. He had already had their money and stuff. It's like, you don't want to. I'm like, well, you can't cancel on them. Mm-hmm. I'm like, because if they have an event, they're going to be expecting it. That's the bad thing about owning your own business. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he still had to get up and print for people and then try to take caution with printing because, of course, Although he not in the printing shop with a bunch of people, he has to give them their boxes and fold their clothes. And mm-hmm. You don't want people to get COVID from you. Mm-hmm. But it's like we couldn't, I didn't want to announce it either because yeah. I felt like people were announcing it, but it's like that really ain't none of y'all business. We mm-hmm. sick and that's all y'all need to know. Yeah, I don't feel good. Period. Yeah, I don't feel good. But it, it wasn't the, I don't want it again. Mm-mm. I would say it's like the flu on a thousand. Yeah. Like my mom's side of the family, my mom's side of the family, we're close, but it's small. It's not a lot of us. My dad's side, huge. We have these big family reunions every year. We're supposed to go to uh, on a cruise and everything like that. That's all canceled. I haven't seen my grandparents in almost a year, and, and I'm very close hard. to them. I know that's hard. And my grandma, like, you know, they older. They don't want to sit on the phone all damn day. Mm-mm. Like, the only way I can get my grandma to sit on the phone is I'd be like, what you watching? He'd be like, MASH. I'd be like, what channel? We'd be sitting there watching MASH. You got to keep asking yeah. open questions. Yes. I'd be like, what's going on? I'd be like, look at him, girl. We'd be watching MASH together. Like, just to, because I want to. Just to try. Just to try, because I don't want to, you know, and my grandma lose ain't messing that, around. Lose that connection She was like, if y'all want to, I can cook some stuff and put it on the porch. She was like, I don't want to sick. My granddaddy. Is he like yo dad and them what you know like social and stuff like that and it's killing him. He can yeah. drink a whole bottle of dang gone Amsterdam by himself. And I'm happy that I'm kind of not to say it like that, but I'm kind of happy that my daddy's not living because mm. he's such a social person, right? That this would have killed him yeah. because he's the person that had company every day. Yeah, he's the person that. May mom, oh, we gonna cook this, this, and this, such and such coming over, such and such. Like, he always consistently had company at the house. Mm-hmm. And this would have killed him because he had bad asthma. Mm-hmm. He, he was sickly, of course. Mm-hmm. So any small thing would have killed him. Would have had him sick. Yeah. So if he would have caught COVID from just wanting us to be at his house. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? And I thank God my mama didn't catch it because mm-hmm. she's also older. Mm-hmm. And, and But... One thing about my mama, she gonna get up and take them vitamins. Mm-hmm. Cause she be like, when I when she found the first day she took care of me, cause I told y'all Louis was being mean. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the first day mama took care of me, and I was just so thankful that she wore her mask and stuff while she was taking care of me. Cause right. she didn't know what was wrong with me. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm spoiled, yes I am. Um, I see. So it. yeah. <laughs> so she took care of me, and she didn't catch it, and I was just so happy. But let me tell you, when she took the test. When the data results came back, my mom was already outside the bar when a man from the health department called her. Diamonds. <laughs> she was like, he was like, I just want to let you know you're tough. She was like, oh, that's so, thank God, baby, thank God, because I'm sitting in front of the bar. I was scared to go in. I'm going in now. You have a good day now. <laughs> Girl. And called me, tell me something. I just want to let you know, uh, my test came back negative. I'm walking in the bar right now. <laughs> I was like. It's time to I was to like, go why in. were you outside the bar? Girl. <laughs> It's just time to walk on in <laughs> at this point. Y'all see the influence I be under. <laughs> Listen, we're going to get to that later. <laughs> but I just feel like, yeah, 2021, I just look forward to walking out of it because I'm, like I said, I'm social. If anybody know me, if you listen to this podcast, you listen to it because I've connected with you at some point. Yeah. And being alone this much was hard. Like, mm-hmm. it was hard for me. I work second shift, thank God. Mm-hmm. So I don't have to really get out of my bed until, like, 1. But I will just be in the bed like, oh, my God, another day? 
like of this of this like one day because I work um I work Sunday through Thursday. Mm-hmm. One day I woke up. It was a Friday. I'm off, right? I got up. I looked at my phone. It was three. And I had drank the night before, just chilling around my house, watching Netflix. Mm-hmm. Shout out to TV chat. We're going to get into that later. But I woke up. I ran to my computer like, I'm so sorry. they like, what are you talking about? You off. I said, what day is it? They were like, it's Friday. You off. I was like, I, I said, I'm ready for this shit to end. <laughs> but have you just, like, with, with you being such a extrovert and being stuck in the house, have you learn anything new about yourself Mm -hmm. i feel like i have i feel like i've learned that i'm more capable than i thought i was before because like i've had like the logo for connecting with cool i've had that for about two years i've had like visions in my my mind the things i wanted to do Mm -hmm. and i never did it because i'm busy doing this doing that at work and my job has unlimited overtime so i uh, I fill up a lot of my time with working. with working. So now it's like, we don't really need y'all to be doing that right now. So just be to yourself. So I learned to really lean into the things that I'm good at. Like, I'm a good talker. And I said, you know, I've been, I really wanted to do this. And I was like practicing, like, how I was going to do this stuff. Like, you know, when I gave you, like, I, I hired somebody to help me produce this show. And like, I didn't want to just go into it and just flub it. You know, right, I want it right. to be something that I can really, you know, one day, hopefully, I don't have to work no more. Hopefully, connecting with cool because I got take family off. all over the place. I right. hope it take off and I can one day get a YouTube show or something like that because YouTube pay some money. But you can record that. Why are you doing it? Hey, listen, after I lose about 20 pounds. But that's another story for another day. <laughs> for another day. But one thing I want you to take from what you just said, though, because mm-hmm. I know you said you're going into 2021 happy to just be walking out of 2020. Mm-hmm. You accomplished a lot in 2021. Like, yeah. That I feel like when, you say, when you're talking, I feel like you're scheming over what you accomplished. Yeah. You're just like, I'm just walking into 2021. Like, mm-hmm. no, you're gliding into 2021 because mm-hmm. you, you did some shit mm-hmm. that made you discover that you're able to do more shit. So that's one of the things I'm happy you brought that up because you know I got your journal. Goals yes. as fuck. Goals as fuck. <laughs> Get the journal. We're going to talk about that in a minute. But um, I have your journal and I was talking about some of the things I want to do for 2021. And my thing was to give myself more grace. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm too hard on myself. Mm-hmm. I never give myself enough credit. Mm-hmm. Like I got my own house. I've been living in my same place for four years. Okay. You know, with like minimal help from my parents. You know what I'm saying? Like, right now, I don't drive like that. You know what I'm saying? Because of some issues. But, like, I get around. And I don't, if I, unless I literally, it's got to be, like, snowing for me to be like, can you give me a ride? Right. If if you can't, I'm going to walk. I'm going to give me an Uber. I'm going to do something. I'm going to do something. I'm going to get it done. You know what I'm saying? But some people call, that's a fault. Because my mom would be like, why are you walking? It's cold as fuck. But I feel like I'm an adult. I made the decisions that I made that I can't have a drive legally, technically. Right. You know what I'm saying? And um, I made those decisions, so I got to deal with how I got to get around Right. on my own. You got to deal with... I don't need to call you. I'm not a kid. I'm not going to call you to take me to but the grocery I also, store. Th- I also think we have to also make it um, normalized that walking and the bus is okay. Yeah. I, I definitely I, think so. I don't understand where we got off into this, like, 
this pride trip that we were too good to walk somewhere mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or that we were too good to get on a bus if necessary mm-hmm. because you can be the richest person in the world but if your car break down on the side of the road you go to New York they don't got cars the richest people don't even drive they live in penthouses don't even got a vehicle a lot of them get on so, the subway in New York like yeah and it's it, all different type of people on the subway yeah. but I feel like in Milwaukee we need to normalize that just because I'm walking doesn't mean I'm broke cause never of, baby it's a, I met so many people that work downtown that likes to ride their bike. To, I work with some people that like to just ride their yeah, bike to work. Yeah, I work downtown. Because it saves them money. Yeah. And for them, they feel like, I'd rather save the money on parking and gas and exercise to work, because I'm gaining exercise by doing this, but then at the same time, I'm saving money for other stuff I want to do. See, my job, if you register that you can get into work on a bike, you get a credit. Like, you get a credit on every paycheck. And it's like, why not? Like, why not? If I'm living close to it, why mm-hmm. not? Yeah. But, yeah, like, the start of my 2020 was harsh. So, I kind of want to get into that a bit. I have, you know, you said before we started talking, you a bit of a functioning alcoholic. Mm-hmm. I feel like I am as well. And I want to be with my listeners. I want to come out the gate because it's going to be brought up. And I want y'all to, y'all going to reference back to episode one because mm-hmm. <laughs> I ain't going to keep repeating it. But... <laughs> You know, I got into a situation when I went out with a cousin of mine who was supposed to be my designated driver. She, behind my back, getting it in. We get in the car and said, bitch, is you drunk? And she was like, yeah. And I said, well, if anybody going to crash my car, it's going to be me. So I get in the driver's seat, but I didn't have my lights on. Pulled over. Er, er. Story short, I got in jail time or whatever because I was drunk. And the thing that scared me so much about that situation was the officer. I passed the field sobriety test. Oh. <laughs> I passed it. But the officer was like, I know you drunk. I know it. I want you to blow. I said, technically, I don't have to blow if I passed. She was like, I can make you blow. So blow. And I blew. And I was like almost three times the legal limit. Mm. And I was functioning. I was fine. If I hadn't had the lights off, the lights off, I would have made it home. home. Yeah, you would have been home free. Clearly, like done. But you know, like that being in jail and the way that the and I I did a, f- a few days. I ain't finna act like it ain't sixty days in, y'all. I did a few <laughs> days. I did do a few days and um, at the house corrections. But the girls there, when I looked at them and their situations, being away from the kids and being away from. You know, they family. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what? This is a privilege. I'm I'm feeling like I felt entitled, like you said earlier. Like, I'm entitled to think that I can go around living like this. I'm out here driving. I could have killed somebody. Mm-hmm. I could have killed us. Because even if we functioning, you're still not in your complete right mind. You're not in your right mind. You're yeah. still a little, you're t- still a little topsy-turvy. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And I feel like I could have been like, a lot of my family be like, she don't drive, blah, 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 like. Some people try and say stuff, but my thing is I don't drive because I don't trust myself. And I don't want to put nobody else in, in a that, bad situation. In a bad situation. You know what I'm saying? I feel so. like that's responsible, though. Mm-hmm. Um, when I say I'm a functional alcoholic, I come from a drinking family. Mm-hmm. We drink for happy both sides occasion, over here. Happy occasions, sad occasions, you leaving your nigga occasion. <laughs> um, you found out that bitch was cheating occasions. Like, we drink for every little thing. Like, girl, you had you cried today. You said, let's go have a drink. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's like I come from a drinking family. I do, too. Um, so it's hard for me to be to look somebody in the face and say, I'm never going to drink again. Yeah. 
And a lot of people say, well, that's a demon that got control over you, blah, 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 blah. Like, no, because I still get up and handle my business. Okay. I still do everything I need to do. I'm still the best mom I know how to be. I I, I don't, yeah. I, feel, I feel like it's all about responsibility. Like, if I know, I, first of all, I don't drink to get drunk. Mm-hmm. But if I do get drunk and I know I can't drive, I'm not driving. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm just not. Yeah. I um I can honestly say I had got to a point where I was drinking to get drunk because I wasn't happy with some mm-hmm. things, but the fact that I can recognize, but the thing that I do want to try and break myself from thinking is like I don't need to stop because I don't ask nobody for nothing. That's like my, my reasoning for yeah yeah. I'm like I don't ask you about my goddamn wine. Why do you care? But it's still like but it's about you being safe with yourself mm-hmm. and also mm-hmm. not doing it because of something like mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. like not doing it when you're sad i feel like we all go through that though yeah like, we all drink sometimes because we're sad but yeah. it's like happy everything good morning <laughs> listen woke up you know it's yes. just it's just i mean they if people didn't drink in the morning they would have never came up with mimosas you yeah. know what i mean listen here you, you think know, it's different because you got it in the champagne glass? Exactly. So it's the, you're still <laughs> drinking in the morning. Okay. Exactly. Oh, I just snorted in the dang old mic. That's dude. You gonna edit that? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll leave it here. Let them know who I am. Exactly. But I, I think you know, I think people, people take alcohol and they, they say, okay, it's a drug. You're right. It is mm-hmm. a drug. It is. It mm-hmm. is. But it depends on how you use it. It is. Like, so as long as you're using it and you have control over it and don't have control over you, mm-hmm. then I feel like that's it. I ain't no no Eddie Kane Jr. shit. Okay. You know what I mean? I ain't just out here with I a I ain't bu- standing out here with a, a silver suit on waiting for them to come out the concert. Hey, yeah, I ain't out here like jangalang, jangalang, <laughs> jangalang. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I, I feel what you're saying, though. Like, that, I never, I've never been to jail for or pulled over, but it is times that I have, mm-hmm. especially working in the, the club industry that I have woke up, like, how did I get home? home? Exactly. And that's why I wanted to be transparent about it, because living in Wisconsin, this is a drinking state. You say you come from a drinking family. I do, too. Because my daddy, my mama, both Listen, of them drink. You was part of my dad right now. Man. Right now. My thing is, we live in a state where people don't realize that it's consequences mm-hmm. to a lot of it. We get home because thank you for God's grace, but it's it may be a day. That's why I don't like when people judge me because cause I've had people try and judge me. But you left my house from drinking. I'm at home. You don't left my house from drinking, and I have a spare bedroom that nobody lives in. You could have slept, slept in, in, but you left. Now, anything could have happened to you during that. Now, I am the friend that would make you spend a night. See, I don't force it. I'd be like, you know that room back there? No, I tell people, like, because I don't want you leaving my house drunk. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, I feel like you're, at that point, you are on my hands. Mm-hmm. You know, and I don't want nothing bad to happen to you, especially if you, and if you got one of my nieces or nephews with you, you can leave them here. If you want to drive and go home, you drive and go home. But you leaving them here, they're going to spend the night with the rest of the kids. Mm-hmm. Because they're not going to be in the car with you. Yeah. Like, they're just not. You, no. You, you just going to say it. You just going to, I didn't have to tell them, like, no, you can go straight home because, He's spending the night with me, okay? Mm-hmm. Thank you, but he's sleep already. Don't come wake him up. And then the reason why I speak about it, because people always tell me, like, why you always got to bring up the jail thing and the blah, blah, blah. Because I went through it. But my thing is you don't understand how dehumanizing it is, especially when I was on house arrest. That was horrible because it's like I had to still go to work, and I'm trying to hide. I, I like dressing cute when I go to work. I got to hide this big-ass low jack on my goddamn leg. Like, Outfits don't even go with the boots I had to put on. 
Like, I got on cute little leggings. I got on Ugg boots to cover the goddamn low jack. And, like, you don't understand, like, how hard it was. And I wasn't driving, right, to be safe. And I was riding with a coworker. And you have to tell them everything. You have to tell them if you're going to stop to get McDonald's. You got to tell them you're going to the gas station. Yeah, you, it's you got to tell it's them not everything. Your ride it's not, it's not, you, you're not really free. So my coworker, she was like, girl, don't you got to taste the Shake Shack? I was like, mm-hmm. And, you know, I, she didn't know. She was just taking me home. You know what I'm saying? And she was like, I think I'm about to turn around, go get us some Shake Shack. I said, Urgh. I didn't want to tell you my business, but, bitch, it's a damn, uh-uh. We, you got to take me home, and I need to be home by, a certain, <laughs> by time. a certain time. Like, you don't understand what it's like until your freedom is taken away. Right. But I feel like it's it's a, it's eventually going to speak to your testimony. You're gonna. Ha- I feel like you're going to have to tell that story a million times. Because, yeah. Because where you plan on going with this yeah. and with everything else you're trying to do, I feel like it's a part of your testimony. It's going to be somebody that needs to hear it. Because mm-hmm. it's somebody who went through the same embarrassment you went through mm-hmm. and they understand and they mm-hmm. need to hear from somebody else that you made it through that. Right. You know, especially during this time. Exactly. Because you are, it's already hard being stuck in the house, but then to be limited, to be like, here, here. Listen, I got off house where it's like, I'm free. Lockdown. I was like, God, what the fuck? What's what? going on now? Exactly. So I was like, let me out. I you went just... from one lockdown to another. That's, right back that's to a, that. That's a mental thing. Yeah. And I think when people ask you, like, why you always got to bring it up? Because it's a part of my story. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. And my thing is, I guess I still do drink. We sitting here drinking rosé right now. But my thing is, I try to be safer with it. Like, when I'm down here, I live right on 82nd, going home. You know what I'm right. saying? If somebody want me to come over to their house, you're going to pick me up or I'm an Uber. Like, TZ just made fun of me the other day. Like, you an Uber motherfucker. Because <laughs> I'd be like, oh, my Uber already called. Or I'm on my way. Like, they just had said they was over her house chilling. I said, let me call that Uber on my way. Like, it's. I feel like all the money I had to pay to get out of jail, pay my lawyer. It's just as much as you Nigga, just- I'll pay that $7 to get to TZ house. I saw, I saw my mama the, uh, Uber for the first time the other day because she wanted me to take her to the bar and then come back and pick her up after mm-hmm. she kick it. Mm-hmm. I said, listen, ma'am, I'm about to send you this Uber. You're mm-hmm. about to be outside of your house in a second. Mm-hmm. Get in that Uber. When you're ready to come home, let me know. I'm going to send your ass another Uber. Because mm-hmm. I'm not no Uber. Yeah. <laughs> but I love the fact that she is responsible enough to say, I'm about to go kick it. Can you or my son-in-law drop me off and pick me up? Mm-hmm. But I have to teach you, like, um, no. But Uber can, because yeah. that's what they do. I've spent $11 on her goddamn Uber, but I was happy I did Exactly. It. But I just wanted to talk about that, because that was a defining moment for me. Um, am I completely out of it? I'm not going to sit here and lie. No, because I can still get it in. You know what I'm saying? Still do. But I try to do it a little differently. Try you and think change. about it more. I think about it. I think about, do I want to go to jail? But that's the most important part to start understanding that you notice that you're, that you're actually thinking about the consequence. Mm-hmm. And you're thinking about, oh, I went through that situation. Some people don't think about that. Mm-hmm. Some people just still do it the way they want to do it and be like, forget Fuck it. it. You know how many people some, how many people sometimes go back to jail mm-hmm. for the same shit? Like, you just robbed them. Now you robbing again. Now you, you going back to jail for the same shit. Okay. But... Thinking about it, that's a big step. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's a big I step. I think it is. Because before the old jazz, the old cool was like, I'm doing what I want to do. Bye, everybody. Limping out the limping out the club, driving my car, then crash cars, all kind of stuff. But I want to segue into that. Um, we're a little ahead of my schedule, but 
into defining moments. Because I feel like me, like them actually, because literally like everybody thought, because I don't have a criminal background. Mm-hmm. I don't have anything like, even my lawyer was like, you about to get a pat on the back. You about to be good. And I'm like, I'm walking in there like, doody doo doo, looking at everybody else like, not about to be me. You know, I was kind of arrogant with it. Mm-hmm. And then when the judge hit that gavel and said 60 days, a bitch said, what? Excuse me. What'd you I mean? never, I said, I said, me? He was like, yes, ma'am. Get your paperwork at the back. I said, I don't understand. I've never done anything before. Like, they were like, he was like, I feel like you're a danger to yourself and the community. 60 days. I said, so that was a defining moment for me to not look at myself like I'm above anybody. Because I was definitely walking in that court cute for work because I was going to work right afterwards. You know, got my little work stuff, got my little work badge on, got my glasses on. I'm looking at them bitches like criminals. <laughs> you goddamn criminals. And I'm the one getting 60 days. I walked out of there like, it was like day after day when Cleo died. <laughs> I was like, shit, I wasn't expecting that. Me? And my mama, you know, she did the same thing. She was like, I don't need to go with you today. You about to get a, because my lawyer was gassing my head up. My mom was like, I was like, mine's my last day, it's my sentencing. She was like, I ain't coming to that girl. Girl. When she found out, though, what you got sentenced, what did she say? She said, what's going on? She was like, they gave you 60 days. I said, 60 days. She said, are they playing like the TV show? I said, no, ma, I have the paper right here, 60 days. So did you have to do 60 days in jail? No, I only did um, the weekend, like five days at the House Corrections. Then I did um, like a month and a half of house arrest. Okay. Because okay. they gave me time served. And because I bailed my, they gave me like good credit because the night that I got pulled over and stuff, I bailed myself out right away. So you get, like, when you do stuff like that and you be, like, on point, they give you, like, little, yeah. like, oh, you brought all your paperwork for going to work. I brought that to jail the first day I checked in. I brought all my work pay stubs. I had a whole folder full of shit, like, I got a job. I got stuff to do. <laughs> I got shit to do. So they gave me credit for that, like, being on point and checking in early. They knew you wasn't no bad. Yeah, they like, you know, just get your shit together. Get your shit together. So it was a defining moment. So if you can name a moment in your life which define like where you want to go or what you want to do next. Mm, that's deep. Mm-hmm. A defining moment. Um, I would have to say um, in my marriage, my experience with my marriage. Mm. Um, we went through a separation. Um, oh, wow. I never knew that. A long time ago. Mm-hmm. Um, Nehemiah had to be like one. Um and we lived in separate households, and um, we were planning on getting a divorce, but we said we're gonna start with a separation. And um, we were dating other people, mm. um, and I was I was dating like actually dating, like the meaning of dating, like dating multiple, like just you know. I'm out here. Yeah, I didn't really like. I would say I would never really like like nobody like that. So I was just dating. Mm-hmm. I am um, not an easy person to uh, date. Because my concept of relationships is different because I have older parents. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. a lot of things that people tolerate in this day and age, I'm not. You've seen. I've seen and I'm not a good tolerator. I also have major trust issues because I grew up with a lot of men in my family. Mm-hmm. So, um, and Lewis was actually only dating one person. And um, 
I think th- that's scarier. Yeah, I feel like and dating I, one person is worse than the multiples. It is. It is because you like this bitch. That means that means <laughs> y'all connecting on a different level because yeah. you're not multiple. Multiple. Now he was still talking to me, of course, but at the same time, it was like. You only talking to one person. I'm talking to multiple people. So these people really don't have that much of my attention. Mm-hmm, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And the nights that I'm lying and telling you I'm on a date, I'm really just sitting in the fucking house. But because you asking me, I'm gonna tell you I'm on a date. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, but you really like dating somebody. So I'm just like, um, I feel like that was defining for me because it made me realize number one that I had issues that I needed to overcome mm-hmm. in order to be in any relationship, whether it was gonna be with him or anybody else. But also, I had to grow the fuck up. Mm-hmm. I had to stop thinking that the world was going to revolve around me. Right. And that he was, my, he was my daddy. No, this is your man. This is mm-hmm. not your dad. He doesn't have to do anything for you. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he what he's doing is because he loves you and it's by choice. Yeah. It's not because you're his child. And yeah. he owe it to you. Yes. Like, you know, my saying, I used to always say, if you can't give me what my daddy gave me, I don't want it. Exactly. I don't want it. I'm a daddy's girl. I'm a, I don't want it because my daddy was such a great provider. Yeah. Um, and I felt like people trusted in him with their money, with their life, because they knew he was going to make decisions to make sure when it came to financials, they were going to be in order. You're right. He wasn't going to play. He wasn't going to so fuck off nobody's money. For me being so young, and I, we was young, and um, Lewis is a little older than me. I was young. When I had my first child, I wasn't even all the way 21 yet. So mm-hmm. I hadn't really had the experience of being able to go to the club, mm-hmm. being able to do... I didn't plan on being a mother that young. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for some people, they're like, well, you was grown, but it was still young. Yes, young. Um, I didn't really know myself. You know, mm-hmm. I hadn't had the opportunity to, to know who Rachel was mm-hmm. or, you know, what Rachel plans were even going to be in life. You know, I had got accepted into colleges out of state. I was scared to leave because I was so used to being with my parents. You know, so it was just like... a. I feel like when me and him got together and we took this next step to marriage, it was like for all the reasons that were wrong mm-hmm. and to stay together for all the reasons that were right. Okay. But us having that separation and me seeing that what I had at that moment that I didn't realize that I had um, with him, uh, I feel like that was one of the biggest transformations for me mentally mm-hmm. than, than anything else because I had I had to learn how to be submissive. I had to learn I had to learn that this was my man. Like Okay. And I had to decide like is this what you want? Yeah. Like, do you wanna be married? You wanna be out here dating these niggas? Like mm-hmm. I don't like these niggas. Okay. I'm not for the streets. Who are they? I don't like them. I don't Lord. like them. They don't date anymore. They don't they don't take you out. Listen, they, wanna come to your house. But no, like we just met. Like what do you mean? You wanna come to my house? Okay. You you say you wanna go somewhere and you invite yourself to my house? Then you invite me to go get a babysitter. I didn't say I needed a babysitter. I'm out. Girl. <laughs> like but also just like everything, like I feel like we live in a time where it's just different the way men court women and yes. women allow men I to totally court agree. them. And to talk to them, I see people argue with each other in relationships, and they call each other bitches. And I wasn't raised that way. Like, I'm never going to call a man a bitch. To me, that's one of the most... That's so disrespectful. It's so disrespectful. It's so... so, I just don't like it. But I also... Bitch-ass nigga. And then they say it all playfully. Yeah, and they be like... And then they a kiss. Like, no. Like, because you can't call me no bitch and kiss me. Like... My parents are old school. You not finna... I wasn't... But you can honestly tell some of the relationships that we see... Even in our, like, group, like, because we all kind of know each other. Mm-hmm. You can tell people who grew around, like, around their parents 
you can tell like they mama kind of, and then when you see they mama be like makes sense makes sense mama okay. still out here wearing coochie cutters and and see my mama my mama and daddy like they were the type to get dressed every day mm-hmm. even when they had to go to work when they get off of work they work at a factory when i was younger um, mm-hmm. but when they would get off of work they was dressed mm-hmm. already you know what i mean my daddy never wore jeans he didn't start wearing jeans and jogging pants until he was old and he mm-hmm. didn't have no choice but to wear it mm-hmm. but he wore custom suits with his name and and pants. His. yeah <laughs> like even now when you if you see if you, anybody know my mama that's listening to this show you see my mama gonna be dressed listen she gonna i done seen her little, several times she gonna have on her little heels her little outfit her hair gonna be curled up tight she gonna be she she gonna have her little eye like she gonna be together yes. okay it's gonna be an old school together but it's gonna be together okay mm-hmm. she gonna wear her furs in the winter time she gonna she gonna be ready okay so do you feel like you've gone back to that kind of more traditional way of since y'all after the separation? Y'all... I feel like it, I feel like I I had to go back to what like really go, go back to my morals like mm-hmm. who who am I? What do I plan to be? Like, right. As far as in a in a relationship or mm. any type of shit, because for me, like dating just made me be like, ugh. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I felt disgusting. It's disgusting. Like, I felt disgusting because, and I'm not to say, ain't nothing wrong with dating. You know, I got a lot of. Oh, no, sing- I'm, I'm in the dating world yeah, right now. Yeah, I got a lot of single friends, single uh, single single nieces and everything. They do great by mm-hmm. themselves, okay? Mm-hmm. And I could do good by myself, but it would, it, it just opened my eyes to this. I'm, I'm just not her. I'm not mm-hmm. that girl. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not a girlfriend. I'm a wife. Yeah. I don't know how to be a girlfriend. I yeah. don't. I don't. I can't go back. I. I don't know that. So if me and my husband was to ever get a divorce, knock on wood, with God grace, we make it through forever. Mm-hmm. But if it was to happen, I would tell y'all wouldn't. Y'all would be able to look at me and be like, "She's not okay." Yeah. She's because I. I don't know how today. I don't mm-hmm. want to get to know you. Yeah. I don't have the tolerance. Mm-hmm. I don't like people. Like I'm not a people person. When I say I'm an introvert. I have a few words for you. Mm-hmm. I don't have a everyday conversation for you. Mm-hmm. Like, if it's not about what I'm, my mind is on. I don't. I don't know. What to, hello. Yeah. Like, are you there? No. Yeah, right. Right. I would lie and tell you I'm busy in a minute. Mm-hmm. And don't be doing. Nothing. I don't like the. I don't like the. Uh, the chatty. The chatty talk. Like it's I feel like, like every. Even when I read my friends' text messages, every conversation goes back to sex. Mm-hmm. And that is such a turn off for me. It's so. And then here you come with the dick. Like, boy, get out of here. Really send me that picture. No, it's videos now. Yeah, but it, it, it'd be awkward times, like 6 a.m. in the morning. Like, I'm asleep. And you know me, I'm second shift. I'd be like, you I woke me up. For that? For that, I'm tired. Now, I'll read it at 10. Now I don't want to talk to you. Now no I'm more. irritated. Now I don't even know. I don't like you. <laughs> I don't like you. Girl. But, that, but I feel like that was one of the biggest defining moments in my life because I realized that um, the world wasn't going to stand still for me. Like I either the want, world keeps moving. Yeah, I either wanted this marriage or I didn't, mm-hmm. and I didn't have no choice in between. Yeah. I can't. I can't be on the fence. Mm-hmm. I want you or I don't, and I had to. I had to be honest with myself. You don't want to see him with anybody, else. right? You know. So I feel like that that made me mature because I was definitely still in a young mindset. Yeah. I, yeah. But you, yeah, that's a defining moment. So let's segue now into. People going to get sick of me saying segue because I love that word. <laughs> I like it better than, than piggybacking. People at Parkside, if y'all listening, we hated piggybacking because we have to. People used to always say, people, to piggyback. To piggyback off of her. To piggyback I'm like, TZ used to be like, fuck the piggyback ride. She used to be so. 
to piggyback <laughs> off of her. So piggyback. So I say segue now. Like just to veer on off on my segue. I want to talk about what inspired you to get into this Rachel V brand. Because your brand at this point, people expect. And I want to also talk about how does that feel to be a brand. Like, can you walk out the door in your PJs? Like, let's talk about what made you want to start it, but I want to talk about how it feels to be. Which one you want me to answer first? What made you want to start it? Uh, um, So, with Rachel V's, formerly known as Vasquez Collection, um, which I realize I'm in four years, as I I realized this morning. Yes, I was happy you acknowledged that. You was like, it's hard for me to do this. Because I never, if y'all ever notice, I never You better give yourself your flowers. But I never celebrate anniversaries. You don't. Everybody on my timeline like, it's my business anniversary. I have never done that. Mm -hmm. And I've never took it as a big deal for me. Because I'm Mm -hmm. like, we're still striving to the next point. But um, what made me start is I always wanted my own clothing line growing up. I was always into fashion. When we started out Fame Clothing, Fame Clothing, it did so great, but it was like a lot of custom stuff, and then I got tired of that. Like, mm-hmm. like we talked about earlier, people pull at you, pull at you, mm-hmm. and they, they almost make you lose your passion for your dreams. Yeah, they do. Um, so, they take, 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 so take. So they wanted... It for was, $25. Yes, and it was like <laughs> they were turning... My... my my society was turning fame into something I didn't want it to be. Mm-hmm. I, so I, I took a step back, and then I was like, I had been wanting a lipstick line. I had talked about it with multiple people, but I could never find the right person to just, like, help me um, learn how to do it. So um, when I, because I'm, I, if anybody know me, I don't wear a lot of makeup, but I'm always going to have on a lip. Mm-hmm. That's just who I am. Okay. I can be on my bummiest gear, and I'm going to have a lip on. Mm-hmm. So um, once I, you know, developed a relationship with somebody and learned how to do my lipstick, it got my first batch, no, but it got better and better. And now I'm the brand that I'm proud to, like, can't nobody tell me nothing about my brand right Mm-mm. now. Like, you can't tell me nothing about Honestly, my Honestly, a lot of people in Milwaukee, and I'll, I'll give you, I'm going to give you your roses right now, like your flowers. I feel like a lot of the brands who start, I used to work for B Cosmetics. I feel like Brooke has a good brand, yes, too. Yes, yes. You know, and I'm going back into doing that with her. That's coming up soon, but... I feel like you really stayed the course because a lot of people, the thing about starting a business, when it goes down, you can't go down with it. You got to stay up here because when you start something, there may be weeks when ain't nobody like when I start this, somebody might not, it might be 50 people that listen. Right. But I'm still going to stay up here. Right. You got to keep recording. You got to keep recording. I'm going to keep recording. I already got like five more guests lined up. You know what I'm saying? You got to keep going. I'm going to keep going because one of them going to hit. Somebody, Somebody going to be like, you know what? Let That's the one. That Let me listen to this. Yeah. And they're going to start posting. And and you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like no matter what's going on with any brand that you have created, even as Rachel V, Luis with his um shirts and stuff, y'all keep going even when it seems like, I'll be like, Did they, do they still do that? And then it'll come out of nowhere. You be having a damn commercial. I'll be like, what? <laughs> That's what she was doing. I'll be like, she done? And then they'll be like, you and Drea walking down the alley with lipstick. <laughs> I'm like, oh, it was editing. It was editing break. <laughs> like, oh, it's a, it's a, it's a um, girls in uh, lingerie. Okay. Man, even when I'm having down moments, I always tell myself, like, you know, um, and don't get me wrong, girl, I still have weeks where people don't shop and weeks when people shop un- unlimited. Mm-hmm. Um, my biggest thing for me is that um, to stay consistent with myself. Mm-hmm. It ain't just about the brand. It's because this is me. Mm-hmm. This brand is my baby. It's who I am. It's a, my passion is gonna show through my work so if i allow if i allow those things to stop me from getting to my goals 
then I'm I'm never going to make it to where I'm trying to go. You know what yeah. I mean? Because mm-hmm. you're going to, no matter how big your business is, they make it seem like they're making money every day. No, they're not. They're mm-hmm. saving money yeah. because they're not spending it all. That's why you have some stores that be sold out of an item for a long time because they're like, no, until y'all buy the rest of this shit, y'all going to be waiting for this shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So they market that other stuff that they do have that is not sold out. Mm-hmm. And we, we don't even notice, like, damn, this lipstick been sold out for a long time. But we, we sold, like, Ruby Rue was sold out for a long time. Mm-hmm. So Max start promoting their other products, like, oh, no, nah, nah, we, we'll get that back in a minute. Yeah. But you motherfuckers going to buy this other stuff right here because we've been, we been had this, mm-hmm. you know? So I feel like, for me, it's just about being consistent with, with your dream and being consistent with yourself. Like, mm-hmm. you have to be able to motivate yourself when nobody is there to motivate you. And mm-hmm. I feel like, for me, even with Lewis, because Lewis, you know, he get, he can get off course at times, and I and he'll get mad at I'll me. I'll check him back in. Yeah, he'll get mad at me because I'll be like, no, nah, get the fuck up. Like, we ain't do post it. Like, I don't care if you don't like the shirt, post it. Somebody might like it. Yeah. And if one person like it, you can get that one person to wear it and buy it. Somebody else don't wear it and buy it. That's all that matters. Because, like, you have to push yourself. And that's why I wanted to talk about, like, a dream deferred. Because people get so discouraged. Myself included. I always have so many ideas. Mm-hmm. And that's why, like, I, before we even started recording, I was talking to Dutra about how, like, I told TZ I was recording. And she was like, I'm not going to be a guest until you do it for real. Because you have so many ideas that you never... She wants you to see it yeah, through. Yeah, because I get so discouraged in myself. Mm-hmm. But I said, you know what, I'm going to do this. And I'm going to show my friends and myself that I can do it. Mm-hmm. Because we get so just off kilter. And you just worry about what people... Because Milwaukee... I hate when I go visit because I got a lot of down south family, and they make it seem like we just got cows, and cheese, and a little bit of this and a little bit of that. Man, this city is cut though. <laughs> you can literally, I can literally release they this and say, "Listen, I can say connect with cool tomorrow." Somebody like that bullshit ass show, and then <laughs> eighteen people like this bitch released a show, and then it's like, what's going on? Like people will tear you to shreds. Listen, Milwaukee is definitely that place that will make you feel like you ain't got it together. You ain't got shit together. Um, you go to other places like, y'all, but, y'all. But when you make it, they gonna be on your team. Mm-hmm. They Milwaukee is one of those people, one of the one of those cities where they gotta see other people believe in you before yep. they believe in you. Yeah, you know what I mean. And it, it's sick. It's sick that we that way. Um, but I just learned to take it as um, a, a tough love mm-hmm. because it's gonna make you tougher for the rest of the yeah, world. Yeah. And my thing is, I feel like people here don't have originality. I feel like they try and do stuff that other people are doing. Like, for example, me wanting to do a podcast, some people felt like it was going to be like TZ Talks. I don't know nothing about hip-hop. It ain't about to be nothing like that. I just want to talk my shit. I want to speak on the things I want to speak about. And everybody know I'm a community. Me and TZ met going to the same classes at Parkside. We both communication majors. We both went for broadcasting but I feel like and all that, that stuff. And we like, had a radio show together. I feel like all I, that's another thing in Milwaukee. I feel like we explain ourselves too much. Yeah. Like, I'm not about to explain to you why I'm doing what I'm doing. Yeah, I'm doing that's true. I want to do it. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, one thing I say about, another thing I say about when you say no originality, I feel like a lot of people, I say, I feel like it's not even about the originality aspect mm-hmm. because I feel like we all doing something that somebody else did before us. Right, right, right. Um, and that's never going to stop. And we're not going to be the first. We're not going to be last. But I don't feel like they pay homage. Yeah. Like, you know how Nikki was saying that Cardi wasn't. I feel like people don't pay homage. Like, 
we were one of the first clothing lines in Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. And I feel like people don't pay Boutiques. homage. Like boutique-wise and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, like Fame Clothing was one of the first real T-shirt lines yeah. in, in Milwaukee. I feel it was. Like, I feel like people don't pay homage. And it's okay because you get to a point where you're like, I don't even want the homage. I definitely agree. People don't give people they stars. Like, for example, TZ Talks, I give them they, they j- just do because... It's a good podcast. They're one of the best podcasters. And out. you ain't gonna lie that the ugly sweater party ain't the biggest party in the goddamn party year. Cracking every every year. fucking year. Hey, hey. And it's if you cracking, and if you try to say it ain't, you just you a lying. hater. You lying. You, you lying. just a hater. Because bro. listen, I, we just said yesterday we was, we had our little um, family little gift exchange with the women in our family, mm-hmm. and we all looked at each other like ugly sweater party. We like, hell yeah, we listen, in there. Like, I'm about to get on everybody's nerve. Listen, you know me and you be in there getting crunched. <laughs> listen, I'm about to be up in there like, as soon as they start and playing Auntie's birthday party, the 2000s, we, I'm about to be up in my shoulderies. Listen, getting it. <laughs> anybody that say TZ don't throw a good party is a liar. 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 And your and pants it, on fire, Listen, bitch. and any podcast that come after them definitely got to pay homage that they had the best party. So if if I'm having a, if me and my podcast decide to have a party, I'm definitely asking them to be on the flyer. Can listen. I put y'all logo on my flyer? I just feel like you got to give people they just do. You cannot but take I away. The, I feel the same you with can't 7 take away. to a 10. Yep. Like, yeah. It's just certain podcasters you have to pay homage to because mm-hmm. they set the tone and then with Douche actually being a producer of other people's co- podcasts, right. I feel like he don't always get the credit he deserves. No. Right? Because without him, I'm happy y'all wouldn't have podcasts. Exactly. And it wouldn't sound know, as good as they do. And y'all and don't then y'all, do none of this shit. And then people want to say stuff about other places, and it's like, y'all sound like y'all y'all recording in the tube. Where are y'all at? But it just be like, it just be like <laughs> we, we don't even recognize our gems. You that, can laugh, dude. <laughs> I feel like we don't even recognize our gems in our own city no. sometimes. Like, we we have the gems necessary to do everything we want to, like how that one year they came here and did that big podcast thing. We can really do that ourselves. Yeah. We don't need Charlemagne them to come in and give us a platform. We can create, we got that platform. Yeah. We got it that platform. It was people from here that did it, but I just feel like it could have kept going. It could have got bigger. It should have been every, it, it should be some. but it's something also that we have to take accountability and say we need to do this shit ourselves. We, mm-hmm. need, we need to make, we need to normalize building our own platform. Yeah. Because that's all they doing their own city they built their own platform mm-hmm. that's why if you certain cities they fuck with their own rappers yeah like you go to new york we don't be knowing these people big mm-hmm. we be like oh i ain't never heard him Man. but you go to his city and it's lit yeah because they mess with their rappers mm-hmm. like pop smoke yeah he been out in yeah. new york you know they been man, we just now yeah listening to him and we now watch if dudes blood i'm like i've been new dudes dude, we been then they're gonna be then they're gonna be emailing something so he don't even email back he don't even email back nigga don't even want to let me do a podcast he don't even want to he said he ain't accepting no more pods right now that's how it go though like but he been here on 68th and capital and and on appleton for how long mm-hmm Y'all don't, I feel like we don't respect the gems that we have in our city. And yeah. that's, that's why I try my best to pay homage to people that, from our city, like the older people that I know, I, I always try to get flowers. That's why I say congratulations on Facebook so much. Mm-hmm. Because I don't know these people personally, but I can see that they set a path for us to be able to do some of the stuff we were able to do because they're doing it already and they're doing it good. So for me, I just feel like our city just has to learn how to pay homage. Our, our city just needs to learn how to... Just acknowledge people. My thing is, even not paying homage or homage to anyone, just saying, you doing a good-ass job. But we be too busy in competition. Yeah. It's like, 
why you got to do the same things that I'm doing? Why exactly can't you the- just, is that, was that really your idea or you just see a formula that you want to and that it work. emulate? But then also we have the issue that people, and I, I see this on Facebook a lot, and I'll be like, don't be so negative about it, but it's true. A lot of people only shop with people that they want to, that they know. Mm-hmm. That they know, and they probably could not be working. It could be a lot of stuff going wrong, but they gonna but shop. But I ain't gonna check though. Like sometimes when I'm looking for something, I might pull y'all up because I know. Because you feel know like that price is my more thing is it's comfortable because people in Milwaukee can be fucked up. You spend your money with somebody and you don't get your shit for three days, a week, <laughs> and I ain't gonna throw nobody under the bus. But it's happened to me when I needed stuff because you know I'm a traveler. I need that shit by Friday. Oh boo, I'ma throw something else. Blah, blah, blah. No. I wanted my shit Wednesday when you said it was coming. You didn't even give me the option for delivery. You wanted to pick up. No. Or drop off. If that's the if that's the thing that I got to do, then let's do it. You know what? I'm so in- that's why I stick with people that I know is going to give me what I want. I've been trying lately more to like, because I don't deliver. I ain't going to lie, because I got a busy life. But, mm-hmm. um... I do be trying to work with, like, customers that live in the area more. Like, if you live in an area and you on my way somewhere, I'm just going to drop it off. If you pay for shipping, I'm going to drop it off. But because shipping at the post office went up anyway, for the record, for everybody mm-hmm. to know, it went up. So the little... the okay, little, the cost the, of the rent ain't free. Okay? Yeah, the, the little shipping we charging y'all, it, it, ain't, it ain't enough. It ain't enough. People be thinking y'all, like, and that's why I don't like when people... Cause Having a business myself before, people be thinking you charging stuff to get over it. No, you're barely... You're barely covering my costs. Like, a lot of my shipping, like, most of my inner city shipping, I only charge, like, $2.99 to, like, $3. And mm-hmm. I, my website set that up that way. But then, like, out of state, most of the time, it's, like, 8 or mm-hmm. a little more. But literally, none of my customers pay that price of what shipping. They don't They don't pay it. So You're not paying it's that. just, like, I'm really, I'm kind of losing money. But I also know how I feel about shipping. Mm-hmm. So when I see shipping costs, I be trying to find a way around it. Listen, like because, how much more I got to spend? Yeah, how much more I got to spend for free shipping? So I get it. Mm-hmm. So that's why I try to work with people. And that's why, I, like, if, if I notice you pay pickup, I mean, you pick pickup option, but, it like, you got something going on, and I notice, like, after a week you ain't picked it up, I'm like, okay, I'll reach out to you a couple of times. Mm-hmm. And then I, if you in my area, I'll be like, I'm just going to drop it off or I'm just going to pay to ship it mm-hmm. if I know I ain't got time to drop it off. But... I try to compromise with people because I get it. Yeah. But I always tell people, think about when this company gets bigger. I, that person not going to be able to personalize with you. And you're like not going to be calling my phone. Period. I'm not answering. And that's just and and I hate to say it, but that's business. It's business. It's business, it's business at this point. But like even now, shipping taking longer. I can't do nothing about that. I'm not paying for you express shipping, and you didn't give me express pr- money. Like mm-hmm. I'm not paying twenty dollars for you to get it in two days. If you didn't give me express money, if you all you paid me was two ninety nine, you're gonna have to wait till the postal service gets it to you. Like, look at priority. Like, that's a good example of mm-hmm. how like a company like I'm sure Steph knew it was gonna be good, but priority well, is like huge. huge. But I think Steph didn't know it was gonna be big. She literally okay. asked Lewis, mm-hmm. make me a shirt just for this one day mm-hmm. for her birthday. Okay. She wore it to her little party, and um, it just blew up. Mm-hmm. She was not expecting what she has now, which yeah. is great because that means she's deserving. Yeah, her. yeah. But it's just like she can't. 
right now she does not have the time to be, to be personal with you. Yeah. He's like, it's not going to be like, hey, boo. No. It's, no it's gonna you be better like, order through the website. Or come up to the suite. Yeah. I got a location. You yeah. You know what I'm saying? Her, her location is actually open during the day because she has a worker mm-hmm. or whatever. So... Come to the suite, but mm-hmm. literally, she, and she in here too, right? Yeah, she right next door. We okay. all in one back line. To back. Okay, but we was just talking the other day about pickup. Steph has pickup from people who ain't picked up in months. Mm. We don't have the space for that. Mm-hmm. So now I'm about to put your shit back in inventory, let somebody else buy it, and you're not getting a refund. You're gonna be mad at me. Yeah. But That's it's business. It's business. Like you can't do that to no other company. Communicate with me that you can't pick it up, but also understand that. You gonna have to pay shipping. You know what I'm saying? Like, Period. and it's okay. Like, you don't want to pay it, but you are gonna have to pay because you don't have the time to pick it up. Mm-hmm. Like, I love you to death, but um, this ain't it, baby. This ain't it. But people that I know personally, like you or anybody else, I ask y'all like, hey, you know, it's been here for a week. You yeah, that it. week was hard for no, me. No, but when you said you were sick, I'm like, no, I know how I felt, man. I'm like, that's why I was like, I'm shipping it. No questions asked. It'll be on the way. I'm not dropping off because I ain't trying to get sick. Mm-hmm. But I'm a ship it to you, sis. So be Girl. on the lookout for it. And I got it. My mom was like, why you ain't? I opened it. Because that's my, a lot of stuff I get to my mom's house because she be there. She work, only work part-time. And she was like, why you ain't buying me one? I said, why are you opening my mail? <laughs> That's the question. <laughs> I open everybody know they come in my house. I'm Dre, like, girl, Dre you, be like, did my pack? I be like, I open. You gonna mess around and find my rose? I'm about to order me one. My rose, uh, stimulator. <laughs> open that up if you want to, girl. Hey, I want to try that though. I, I want one. Because <laughs> everybody I, keeps talking about every it. Every time I look at it, I'm just trying to figure out how do you use it. I'm like, where do you put it at? Yeah, it's like weird looking. I want a video, but I don't want to pay. To watch nobody OnlyFans like is that on YouTube? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm cheap. Love you, Mimi, but I don't want to watch you use it. I want to see. It's probably on Pornhub. You gotta just type it in. Oh, let's I type know. in Rose Pornhub. Yeah. Okay, we'll do that next time. Okay. Anywho, but, but no, like <laughs> yeah. In all in all honesty, I just feel like like you said, like I just think we need to acknowledge people and give them their flowers right mm-hmm. here. No matter what point you think they are, but if you see them doing something, just acknowledge it because. Mm. Sometimes people just need need that little motivation. Yeah. Just, and I think that's a part of the reason social media was made, too. Mm-hmm. Like, although it's a lot of stupid shit that go on on social media, when it comes to um, business and stuff like that, a lot of people, and especially people that, like, live alone, don't have family, or and then most of their support come from strangers, they need that little, hey, you doing a good job on social media because it, ju- it just helps them to keep going. Yeah. I agree. But... Then my next point was going to be, um, I did want to talk about the Red Table Talk. Did you watch it? I think Which I sent one? you the link. The one with the Olivia Jade on, on Becky's daughter? No, I didn't even get to watch it. So let me give you a brief synopsis. Tell me what it is because I love so, Red Table Talk. So Red Table Talk, um, and you know it's Gammy, um, Willow, and Jada. Mm-hmm. Um, Olivia Jade is the daughter of Aunt Becky. And do you remember Massimo? Remember that was real big at Target, Massimo? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's her daddy. So oh. Aunt Becky and Massimo is her dad. And these girls, you know, they rich. And mm-hmm. USC is a big college in California. Mm-hmm. Their parents paid 500000 a piece for them to get into this school with scholarships. Oh. So, so it was free afterwards. So they kind of low-key was getting their money back. Because it's an expensive school. Right, right. So they paid $500,000 for them to get in. And um, it came out that, you know, these girls didn't have the grades. These girls, like, 
They didn't, weren't supposed to be. Wasn't supposed to be there. So um, Becky and them, um, Becky only got 60 days. Her husband got five months. And she wanted to come to the Red Table Talk to speak about how she felt about what happened. Right. And, like, because this girl was on YouTube talking about, like, I'm not going to class. Like, she was just fucking off. So Gammy, Jada's mother, was like, I don't agree with the fact that she's here. We're black women. And she was like, yeah, we're, you know, at this point. She I told her in her face? Yeah, she said it in her face. Okay. She's like, I don't understand why you chose black women to tell your redemption story. You could have told this story anywhere. And honestly, I don't care. She said it's taken a lot for me to care about, because Massimo is worth like $500 million. Right. This man is, and Aunt Becky herself probably worth a couple mil. Like, y'all got money. And that's what Gam said. She said, y'all will be okay. So why bring that here right. to Red Table Talk? This is a space for people who really need the space. She was you like, don't need the space. You don't need the space. So I feel like I agree with what Gam said because she was like, you know, why use us for this? And what did she? What was her? What response? are you here for? So. She was like, I realize I'm white privileged and I've been through this and this and that, but I'm learning. I went to um, volunteer in Watts. Watts, California, and the kids were just so thankful for me to be there and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I don't believe that you went to Watts because Watts scary as fuck. I done rolled through there. <laughs> I don't believe at all she went to but no also, Watts. But also, though, we're not a charity case. Exactly. What does that mean? And and at the end of the day, her Jada Mama kept looking at her like, why are you here? Yeah, like, so. Why us? Because she just wanted to be on a black platform. And I feel like my thing is with white, us creating our own spaces. And for you to have, you got Cookie Crumbles and you and Luis got y'all um, y'all podcasts. Mm-hmm. When we create spaces for us, I feel like we need to leave them um, for people who are going to benefit from that space. I don't think if Connecting with Who, if, when Connecting with Who goes bigger, I want to make sure that this is a space for people that belong here. Yeah. I don't know if I agree with what Jada bringing her I in I feel there. like we sometimes, um, we sometimes adjust our vision um, to satisfy society. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. We build black brands and then we add something to make them feel comfortable. Yeah, yeah. We, we say we're pro-black, but then we try to make them feel comfortable. Make them feel good. Um, mm-hmm. We create brands, and then it's like, oh, but I do want them to shop. Mm-hmm. You know, um, because, you know, we want them to spend their money with us, you know, because, you know, in reality, money is green. We don't care who yeah. spends it. But I think sometimes we, we twist our vision because of it, mm-hmm. because we want them to feel comfortable and watch our stuff and and be a part I think Jada wants to expand her platform. Mm-hmm. And for her, she's looking at it like it's just like any other story. Yeah. She she doesn't care because she know you're gonna say you're gonna be on it. It's gonna right. give her show even more views. And I think for Gammy it's more like, but that's not what we created this Yeah. Thing. That's not like, the space didn't, for her. We didn't we didn't create this for her to come on here and throw her white privilege in our face mm-hmm. when there's fucking nothing wrong with her. Yeah. We created this space for where real issues can be talked about that we deal with. Exactly. That we deal with. Now, has she been talking about something that mattered? Exactly. Then let's talk about it. But what you, because they had white people on there before. Yeah. But she, I think Gammy is more just like, what you're talking about doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. You, your kids got into college based off of false. 
<laughs> bullshit. And money. <laughs> yeah. And then they got in college and didn't do shit. Yeah. And now they're still not going to do shit. Yeah. And you're privileged. Mm-hmm. And you got 60 days, which a black person would have got 60 days. People would have talked about them like a dog. Mm-hmm. Would have been still talking about yeah. it. And dragging them through the mud every chance they got. Mm-hmm. But for you, it's just over now. Like, you you did what you did and you good. You got your slap on the wrist. Because, mm-hmm. in all honesty, I don't think you served that 60 days. No, she ain't. She's still in, but she just got in. But she's not going to do it. And I feel like, I feel like Jada should have opened the door to the black mother. It's a movie on Netflix. I forgot the name. I wrote it down, but I forgot my notebook. It's a mother who literally only changed the address to get her son into a different school district. And got five years and served them all. What the? F- I think she's still in there. Yeah, see, and that's. That I think I, they should interview her kids. Open like, that door. Let's have like, that conversation. Yes, because we get ridiculed for shit that's minimum. Mm-hmm. Like, you're mad because I want to give my kid a different opportunity. Like, even like, so my daughter's got accepted into Shorewood through the. Um, 220. Uh, they don't have 220 no more. It's mm. like a, it's like an open enrollment program. They don't do 220 no more. Mm. So what they do is like um, between like I think it usually starts someday in February and then it's like for like a month. You can uh, pick three school and do open enrollment through the online. You got to do the online application. Mm-hmm. The girls got to send it to it. Nehemiah didn't because of his grades. Mm. Sherwood has two elementary, but they only have one middle school mm-hmm. and. Because they have so many people leaving elementary, going to middle school, they didn't have no space for him. Mm-hmm. So I didn't try it two years in a row now. The girl's been going there for two years now. Um, and, and um, she know I'm doing this. So I don't know why she <laughs> But um, it's like, I was like, okay. So I was asking one of the, I was asking a lady at the office. I'm like, you know, what can I do to get my son in the school? Because his siblings are in this district now. Mm-hmm. Me having to drop them off in two different locations and pick them up from two different, because they neither one of them have school buses. Like, that is overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Like, so what, they're like, you just have to keep trying to open enrollment or you have to move. And then one day they said, I said, do you have openings in the seventh grade? Because that's what grade he in now. We don't have open enrollment openings, but we have residential openings. Mm-hmm. So if I move to the area, he can go. Right. But if I don't, they don't have space. You have space. I just let him in. Like, you have space. Because if I move to this area tomorrow, you're going to have to let him in because now he's in your district. Right. I feel like that's the most slap in the face that mm-hmm. they could do to our people because it's like, oh... Only way you can get in here now is if you move in, if you're good enough to live in our area. Yeah. But if I get an apartment, like this one black lady told me, she got an apartment in Sherwood for a whole year just for because wow. because when she tried to use somebody's address, they actually tried to come to the house and interview them and did it make sure that the child actually lived there. Yeah. That is the most slap in the face shit ever. Like, like all I'm doing, trying to do is get my kids in school, fam. Let me, oh, leave me alone. I just want them to go to a good school district. Y'all, y'all serving the same shitty ass food as NPS. I just want my kids to go to a better y'all school district. Y'all have the district. same issues we have. Fights and every the same things. It's just like, so that's the type of story I would prefer to hear. Her going to jail for an address. Mm-hmm. That, that's not that. That's not even nothing. Mm-mm. Like, But you got me five years and this bitch got 60 because she got money. And mm-hmm. you I don't want to hear that story. Mm-mm. I don't care if you get 60 days, bitch. Like, it don't matter. I'm with Gammy. Like, I'm with Gammy, too. Like, girl, get out of my face. We side with Gam. We side with Gam. Mm-hmm. It's the Gam for me. So my last little um, bit was going to be just talking about... Um, 
some of the mental health, there's some mental health check in with you. Like, what are some things you've been doing to just stay sane? I know, like, you are busy a lot, but yes. do you do um, any other things to make sure you stay mentally healthy during this um, I time? Or I used time? to go to therapy, which I'm um, new to get a new therapist, but um, that helped me a lot. Um, I do have major social anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um, so, for me, uh, one thing that has been helping is just to confront the things that I, like, challenge what I don't like about people, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, and why I don't like it and mm-hmm. what what makes me so upset when they do it. Mm-hmm. Because for me, like, I'll get mad and just, like, I can't do it. Like, mm-hmm. you know what you I'm just saying? Done. Yeah, and for me, it's like people are not disposable. Okay. Um, and I don't ever want people to feel like they're disposable in my life. So I have to challenge those things to see, you know, what's wrong. So I write a lot. Um... I'm not I'm not a major reader, but mm-hmm. I I write my I I have to write my thoughts out to get them out of my head sometime. Um I talk to myself a lot. Mm-hmm. I'm the person that would be in the car with old school music up talking to myself, mm-hmm. talking out my issues like, well she said this and then I felt like this. Mm-hmm. I didn't I ain't say nothing at the time because you know I'm working on my attitude, but I feel like she could have did this different, but and then I'm like, but Rachel, you 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 have done, you know, I literally be talking to like myself. Like some self-reflection. Yeah, because I, I don't um, talk to a lot of people about my, my business and my issues. I hold it in a lot. Mm-hmm. And that's one of my downfalls. Like, you know, so when I get to explode, it's a it's an explosion. Mm-hmm. Or I just separate myself from you and you'll be like, damn, she don't fuck with me no more. Right. Um. So for me, I really have to self-reflect, call myself out on my own bullshit, mm-hmm. and challenge the fact that we all human. Like... Mm-hmm. You know, you you're not perfect. Yeah. Nobody is perfect. So I, I question that. And then therapy is has to be normalized. It's so like, it has to be. It has to be normalized. E, like when I used to go to my therapist, I used to literally just like she ask me something, but I'll just talk through my problems. And even if even if she had something to say back or whatever, whatever, it was just me getting them out that mm-hmm. helped me pro- start to go back and process them. Um, I just bought these therapy cards from this black therapist. She sells these cards, um, which I, I haven't really gone through them completely. Give me the link, and I'll post it in the um, description. I will. So she's a black therapy therapist. She has teen cards and adult cards. Mm-hmm. They, um, they're either to be used in a group of people or use them to yourself. Mm-hmm. It's up to you. It says on a card if you feel comfortable talking Is about it Is it the and? Loud. The and cards? Um, I got a picture of them. Because I took them because I was going to make my family do and they like, ooh, them cards look Cause too Because the end deep. cards had me and my friend crying. They, they like, deep, Rachel, them cards look too deep. I'm not doing that shit with you. <laughs> so, um, these. Oh, yeah. Send me the link so I can add that. I'm going to add it to the Connecting with Cool group and yes. to the description for So, I'm going to get the link and I'm going to send it to you. But um, I these cards, I'm really excited to, especially after this week of school, I'll have more time on my hand. I really, next week, I plan to start unfolding because the questions is, like, deep. Like, just opening up one of cards. So, it, it comes with an emotional wheel. Mm-hmm. And then it says, um, so, it's, it's three different categories of cards that she gives you. Okay. Um. One of them is like one of the questions as you can is like what situation evokes a narrative of defeat for you? Oh wow! So now it says you can either journal it or discuss it with somebody that you oh, trust. Oh, I need these. So it um it unfolds plenty, but so she has a mindset set of card habits and triggers, mm-hmm. and they all have their own little categories. It tells you what these cards are about to be about. They have their own stacks separately. Right. So um that's one of the things like just being honest with myself has helped me. During this time of mm-hmm. like stress and stuff, because 
I get stressed mm-hmm. because, of, like you, I have so many ideas. Going. Yeah, I, I want to do this. I want to do that. I did so I, many things, and then I come down on myself when I can't prioritize. Them. Man, like what's more important? That's the to me? biggest thing. Like when you have this big idea and it doesn't come to fruition, it's like, damn, I'm a failure. Yeah, damn, I suck. Or it just be like, like I always like I'm not good at. Pri- prioritizing my ideas so mm-hmm. I, I don't know which one to do first right right so i'm just like okay well i could bring out this new stuff on my line but then i can get my basement fixed up or no I, really, or I can make some soap oh i, I can bring out a new soap but the, the soap that i got out now is working so good let me see how let me just keep building this brand mm-hmm. before i just add a bunch of stuff like it's so many skincare products i want to bring out but i'm just like one thing I learned about skincare from not being a new licensed esthetician is um don't throw it out there, girl. You know what I'm yeah, saying? <laughs> yeah, just change me. That if I'm bringing out new products all the time, how am I to know if my old products are consistently working? Because with skincare, you have to be consistent. Yeah, yeah. So it's gonna take more than a week for you to tell me if my product. Now you could tell me a change that's going on in your skin from using the product, but long term you can't tell me that this product is consistently working for mm-hmm. you. So if I'm bringing out new products every week and you buying every product I bring out, mm-hmm. when are you being consistent? Yeah. Because you can't use these all at once. Yeah. They, they all, all don't and go they together. All, and they all have a lifespan. Yeah. So they can only sit on your shelf for so long. Mm-hmm. Before you and when it comes out. to skincare, as much as you want to support people, you got to be conducive to what's with your skin. <laughs> like what works for you. What works for you. You can't what buy everything. You. No. You can't buy the turmeric you know, and you can't buy the this one and you can't buy the... I try to explain that to people. Like it's a, skincare is about consistency. Mm-hmm. So for me, like like I said, it's so many ideas I have and I want to do, but I'm also true to the fact that I want my brand to be more than just uh, a fad yeah, or yeah. a trend. I want it to be a consistent brand where... You look back at these old school brands who've been doing this stuff for so long, they're consistently bringing out the same products mm-hmm. because they work. They work. And so they haven't had to add that many new stuff to their line because you're consistently buying this. Yeah. And that's the type of brand I want because that builds longevity over just. What I learned, not to not to kitty corner too much, but what I've learned with people is they have that me too syndrome. Like, let's say, for example, you post your turmeric uh, soap, and it's working for people. But then you post your other soap, and it's working for people. They're like, well, is that going to work for me? Should I get that one, too? Instead of just using it, bitch, it's working for you. <laughs> the turmeric is working. You don't need the other one. They are- I'm, I'm not a person that mixy-mix with my face. Because whenever I do the side-by-sides, like me from middle school, me from high school to now, listen, crater face. I know what works on my skin. And I'm not about to be dibbly dabbling just because it worked on this next person because she don't got my skin. Exactly. And everybody's skin is different. Exactly. Everybody's. So there's no two skin types alike. So everybody's skin is different. Mm-hmm. But um, so for me, like like we're talking about the stress and stuff, mm-hmm. I just lately been trying to prioritize more. Like I'm going into 2021. I plan on I'm not shopping. Mm. I don't want to shop unless it's necessary. Okay. If it's not necessary and That's I don't a good need goal. it. I'm about to clean out my clothes. I'm. I have separation issues when it comes to my clothes and my shoes, y'all. Um, but it's so much shit I need to get rid of. Like I got a walk-in closet that I can't walk in. Mm. That's how sick. It's so much clothes. It's sick. It's just like it's sick. Like I bought a whole new turtleneck that I haven't worn. I bought it like maybe three months ago, and now I can't find it. I don't even know where it's at. Oh gosh. Like, and I'm just like, 
I'm buying shit. Y'all be dressing, boy. I be like, Lord, I know I can throw I can throw on a quick little sweater and something, but y'all be, you, I give it to a few of y'all. You, TZ. I be like, how do y'all just be knowing where the, the hat that go with that go and the, and the sweater that go with that go? I be like, shit, let me pull this hoodie out. I'm out. <laughs> TZ be like, you don't even try. <laughs> she be mad like, bitch. I went out the other I got night. this turtleneck on, okay? This I went what out you the other get. night and this dude proposed <laughs> to his fiance and mm-hmm. he, he stopped after the proposal. He stopped and he looked over at me and he said, that's a slick motherfucking hat. <laughs> I, I said, this moment is about y'all, but thank you. Thank you, buddy. He like, he like no, because you wearing that hat. Okay, I'm like, that hat code. Okay. I'm, like, I'm like, thank you. But dressing is just in my blood. I my mom and daddy get dressed. Oh, like, yeah, you see, my, you see my mama today? Mm-hmm. She dressed. I be she like, be okay, Denise. Okay, Denise. <laughs> what you doing? But for me, for my um, self-care that I've been trying to do, it's just being... Um, before, I used to wait for people because you don't want to get on nobody's nerve. You don't mm-hmm. want to, like, what you doing, blah, blah, blah. So you wait. But now with the pandemic, shit, I'm going to be waiting for weeks because people are dealing with families and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So now if I want to know what you're doing, I'm about to ask you. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, girl, what's up? Instead of waiting for you to, like, Feeling people out by the social media. I'll see somebody post something on Facebook, and I'll be like, oh, she probably open to wanting to talk today. But probably was open to talking Period. days ago but or didn't, didn't even care. Right. So now I'm more open to, like, if I want to talk to a friend, I might shoot you a quick little FaceTime. You don't answer, at least I reached out. Because you never know. You never know what People anybody wants to talk about. People sometimes just need to see mm-hmm. you say, hey, are you okay? Yeah. Yeah, and I learned that. Like, it's so crazy. I never knew so many people like to FaceTime until this time. I hate FaceTime. I'm like, you don't give me no, uh, because this a wig. You might see Debo or uh, cornrows when I take this off. You better let me know. You better give me a heads up. Yeah, I I, I have a niece who loves to FaceTime. Um, the kids love it. Shout out to LaDrea. Um, <laughs> she loves to FaceTime, and she will FaceTime me with the biggest smile on her face, and I just be like, what do you want? <laughs> She'd be like, uh-uh, don't greet me like that. Oh, you looking cute. I'd be like, I don't want to be on FaceTime. She'd be like, you want me to call you regular? I'd be like, please. My little cousin do that. She'd be like, I just, why? We could just put the phone down. I'd be like, then why can't we have a regular conversation? Exactly. We're not looking at each other. Hey, listen. I'm I, like, do y'all fa- get different minutes with the FaceTime? I'm confused. FaceTime is not my best friend, but do I use it? Yes, I do use it. I like Fre- house party better. I love house party. House party be a house party. Listen, I like house party because everybody can get on it. Everybody. But no matter what phone, everybody look the same. Because if you FaceTime an Android, you it's uh, like you looking at pixels. I don't want to look. But on house party, everybody look good. Yes, but yeah, I'm with you though. You just checking on people and mm-hmm. making sure they okay because that's very very important. And I think sometimes we get so involved in our own life and everything that we going through that we forget to just say, hey, what up? How you doing? Yeah. Like, you good? Did you need anything? You 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 breathing? Like I noticed that I'm very, during this time, I noticed that I'm very needy. And I need my friends for a lot of um, just self-affirmation and making me feel like I'm doing the right things. So I had to learn during this time to just affirm myself. Like, I don't need to, somebody say, good job, bitch. Like, I just... I can just do the good job on my own. So I've been trying to do that in journaling. I'll be coloring. TC was like, what's that kindergarten you got going over there? 
Because I got, was, I got puzzles. I got some picture books. Some people say journaling really helped them. Yeah. Like, I, but you know what? A lot of people don't do, and what I want to go into another day. But um, verbal journaling, what journaling is, what I do sometimes. I record instead of oh. writing it. I'll just make a voice note. How do you save them? You they save to your phone automatically. Oh, I know. So I go to the note, the voice notes, and I'll just talk. And then I'll go back and listen to it. I have voice notes up the ass. Sound yeah, like my own voice. But it's you <laughs> talking to you though. I'll be like, I'll wake up in the middle and I'm like, cool. <laughs> like girl. Like girl. You is too hard on yourself. And then I go back like two days later and, and listen, listen to, to that. It. And I label them. I'll be like, hard on yourself or feeling lonely, something like that. And I'll go back and I'll listen to them. Oh, yeah. I like that idea. It's a verbal It's that's, a verbal journey. That's a good gem you just mm-hmm. dropped. That's mm-hmm. a good idea. Yeah. And people should do it more Especially often. Especially for people that say they too busy. Yeah. Just, it it be quick. Some of them be like 30 seconds. But it's just a point. It's you just the point. To I need to get it out. I even got one that I'm just screaming because I was mad about something. I was like, And then I got that one mad scream. So I'll just play it. I'll play it like, yep, we angry today. <laughs> but yeah, we that was some shit today. Yes, but I don't want us to talk on that because being self care, I think black people don't take enough time to just sit down. We are moving and grooving. We want to succeed. I want to move here. I want to do that. That's because we I are so to, hard. On yeah, we so too. hard on ourselves. So I really wanted to make self care a, a part of this space because. We don't take enough time to just say, I'm watching TV and I ain't doing shit else. You understand that? No, because we feel lazy when mm-hmm. we do stuff like yeah. that. Um, but it go. this actually goes with the name of your show for today. Yeah. Because in order to get to your dreams, you have to have self-care in the yeah. process. Mm-hmm. Because if you don't... You, it's going to be deferred. It's going to be deferred because you're going to feel defeated. Yeah. And you're going to feel, you're going to have those days where you just feel overwhelmed. Like, mm-hmm. I just went to breakfast with... Um, my two of my nieces and um I just started crying at the table. I didn't know Man. I didn't know why I was Don't crying. Don't be coming out of nowhere. Yeah, and I and, and my niece was like, Why are you crying? I'm like, I just have like so much remodeling to do in my house and I just feel defeated. Like mm-hmm. I feel like I inherited this house. We bought it from my parents. I loved it. I grew up in it. It's a beautiful house, but, but it's she gotta gut it. It's kinda. so much stuff to gut that mm-hmm. I'm just like why not sell it and just move into an already ready house? Mm-hmm. Even though I'm gonna be spending two times more mm-hmm. than just gutting it, but just the thought of gutting it and getting rid like I moved in on top of my parents' old stuff and now I got my stuff. Mm-hmm. And I came with a lot of stuff. And they still got stuff in the house. Right. They still got stuff in my garage. And shit, our um we got shit scrabbled on the walls somewhere. Yeah, I mm-hmm. gotta get all the walls painted. I gotta make everything look like me right mm-hmm. now. I still look like them. Mm-hmm. And you know, and it's just like then I'm just like, oh, my mama, she got her own space. She live in an apartment, but in reality, eventually she gonna have to come live with us because mm-hmm. she getting older, and I, I'm the only one that take care of her. Mm. So it's like I need space for her to come back. But then my son is about to be he 13, he gonna be 14, so he gonna want a bigger room. Yeah. My daughters are twins; they need a bigger room. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, so what do what do I do? Do I keep trying to get this house where I wanted to be? We're going to say fuck it and go ahead and buy a $300,000 house because that's right. the only type of house that's all going to make you fit. happy, yeah. That's already ready to move in with no remodeling. Right. Like, but do I give up my daddy house? That's a lot. 
It's a lot. That's so, a lot. So I'm just sitting there breakfast crying, and they just like, you got to take it one one, one thing day at a time. But it's easier said than done when yeah. you want something to just be done. Done. Yes, yes, yes. I agree. Because you, you get tired of the process sometimes. You get tired of the working for it. I'm like, because when I tried to move, I tried to move to Charlotte. And I, listen, I worked my ass off. I saved up all this money. And I get down there, I'm thinking it's about to be like gravy. I'm like, I'm good. And the one thing I forgot to work on was my credit. <laughs> so you can... I couldn't move in nothing. So now I have to take the time. But then the good thing was my peeps in Charlotte not really feeling Charlotte no more. And I'm not going to be there. I'm too social to be down there by myself. Right, right, right. So I was like, you know what, God? Thank you. you. you because I would have, if I would have moved down there then, and then they turned around and said, are we out? I would have been, been pissed. Yeah. And I would have been stuck alone. Because you were starting something new. And you're like, I was starting, I'm about to start this shit all over. Again. Yeah. So I would have been stuck in Charlotte by myself. Mm-hmm. So now God kind of showed me that, you know, patience is a virtue. Because mm-hmm. I was about to force it. Like, mama cosign. Fuck it. I'm out. You know what I'm saying? But I said, you know what? I'm going to take my time and work on my credit mm-hmm. and get down here the right way. And now they're not going to be there. I'm like, well, fuck, I ain't going down there neither. Charlotte too goddamn country to be by myself. <laughs> no. I like it. I love Charlotte, but I ain't going to be alone. Patience is definitely everything. And God will show you even when you ain't listening. So, yep. like me, I want to move out of state so bad. Me too. But Louis Business does so great here. here. And it's just like... I had to set up an infrastructure for him to like shit I, I, shit. I can't. It would. It's, it doesn't make sense for me to say, "Hey, start your business all over here." Yeah. You know when you already build a foundation. Yeah. Here you have a following. You have a following, and you have consistent clientele, and it's just like it's selfish of me to be like, "Oh, but I want to move out of state," so you just probably gonna have to start over. Mm-hmm. So it is like I'm in the middle of all of that. Like, do I fix up my house? Do I buy another one, or do we move out of state? Like, yeah. what, what do we do? That's a lot. It's a lot. To, and then We're going to have to do a follow-up. We're going to have to do a follow-up. I'm like, where's Rachel at now? Girl. <laughs> but to close out, I wanted to know if you had any um, songs that really resonated with you this week. Songs. Um, I'm going to say two songs. I'm going to shout the girl out that's from here. What's her name? The uh, Okay. Big flexer. No matter what she said, <laughs> no matter what nobody said. I don't care if that bitch be like, blue blue blue. I'm like, yes, MKE. I be yeah. under her post like, hey, big flexer. I, I watch, so I don't watch videos, but yesterday since they didn't have verses, we just, we was watching random videos. We did our own kind of little in the house verses. Mm-hmm. So um, we went to her new video with the City Girls. and um, I'm proud of her. I'm so proud of her, and I love the Milwaukee in her. Like, man, she ain't changing shit. The, 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 arms, the moves, I'm like, that's in Milwaukee. A, she be in the camera. I love the thing that I, the thing I like the most about her is that she ain't changed shit. Be yourself. Like she, like they got on. And I don't. The ca- city girls came in. They got on booty shorts. This bitch got on track she pants like, with her, her and with, a sports bra. With her sneakers. <laughs> and a sneaker. She like I wear sneakers, and this what I wear. But I love the Milwaukee in her, and I love the fact that I love the fact that she held her own on that song mm-hmm. with them. Like with them, she didn't sound like a new rapper. And she, JT, Miami say a little something here and there, but, but JT, JT get really her shit, get her she, shit off. No, but JT really support Lakia. Oh, she be yeah. under all her posts like sis you up next. 
you you are but I like the fact, I like the fact when you lit if you even if you don't watch the video if you listen to it it's different watching the video than listening to stuff on the radio yeah 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 she holds her own with them and yes. they, they've been in the game longer than mm-hmm. her so to be able to hold your own on your son and they not dominate your shit with they name Miami ain't dominate nobody but we gon but you know what I mean yeah. you know what I mean yeah. you know how you be on the song yeah. with somebody that's more popular than you yeah, and they yeah, yeah. Do- dominate but um. They didn't, and I'm so proud of her for that. So I hope that she knows that she's doing something good for the city because, hey, if we can't support our own, who we going to support? You just Is it a way that we can just insert these little clips of these songs? Okay. Yeah, so I, I got to get that shout-out for the week to her. Um, yeah. Second song of the week, I would have to say, hey, my girl Keisha Cole should have cheated. You know what? Because you look just like her. Because she, she was about to <laughs> win. She was about to win, though. I was on that, though. Hey, I, I was on that. I said, she ain't got COVID. She hold out. <laughs> she hold but out. But I don't understand how Ashanti was all, I'm sorry to acknowledge. You knew you had you COVID. You in Africa, bitch. Where, no, but she lied and said she was in quarantine with her family. <laughs> a, a big ass lie. Girl. You knew she was about to lose. She knew she was about to lose. She ain't want to be embarrassed right now. She's trying to come out with a new album. <laughs> I be watching this uh, one little uh, uh, blog on Instagram. They said that she can't play the J Lo songs. She said, <laughs> she, she said, I'm she, out. She out. I'm like, fuck it. I ain't got nothing. But I thought they was gonna let me play. I'm real. They scheduled it for January 9th. Um, I'm out. I'm mad about it because we are gonna be in Atlanta when they reschedule it, so it ain't gonna be no fun <laughs> because we ain't gonna be able to watch it. But shout out to my girl Keisha because her first album. Yes. Ashanti can't sit at the table with her, yeah. but it's all right. I might as well have. Listen, yeah, I'm ready. We was watching that video don't yesterday. Don't judge like, my okay. voice. Okay. Yeah. Yes. I'm, I'm like, come on, Keisha. Me. Even I changed my mind. Now, your hair was a little fucked up on that, I'm Keisha. <laughs> that bang was banging. But. <laughs> it's the bang. It's the bang. The bang made me. hits, though. It did, <laughs> but that motherfucker was chopped and screwed for sure. Man, who was her stylist? I don't know, but kill him. But while we wait for Dooch to cue up your what song your of song? the week, my song of the week, um, and we can just play them both little snippets. Um, oh, God, I, can put them, I can put them in afterwards. Yeah, put them in afterwards. Oh, I got and edit this um, yeah, little dialogue out. <laughs> <laughs> but um, my song of the week is... Uh, Queen Nasia, Bitter. Mm. That song's cold. Yes. Yeah. Is. Her whole album, and I also want to stick to her resiliency. That's the reason why I wanted to use her as my song, because people really was on her about being like a YouTube star. Mm-hmm. She wasn't going to make it, but the girl makes good-ass music, and she writes a lot of it herself. I like her music, and um, I like I like her her spirit. Her she didn't her give style. up because her her ex I forgot his name Chris Chris he's stupid and he just can't get over it. He's so childish. Though. He child she Ooh. can't say nothing. Here he come with a YouTube video trying to make money. Queen ain't blah blah blah. Like boy, grow up. Girl, the other day but I she seen one of his up. videos where he was counting money. Like them all look like one. Sit down, boy. Please I hate down. when people count money and it be ones. I be like, where the twenties and hundreds at? Like, Cause you, I don't want to watch this. But just shut up because you too old for that. Like we too old to be counting money in front of people. Like exactly, he just old. trying so hard to make her look like she's not relevant. But sir, she she's is. relevant You're now. It's now. over. You we don't care about your cute ass. He cute. He cute, but her new man cute too. He cute. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Don't listen to this part, Luis. And that beer gang. <laughs> Something beer about gang, that beer gang. <laughs> okay, don't, we're not going to turn this into Connect with McCool after dark. Okay, okay. Because <laughs> I almost went there. Because you know I can if you listen to TZ Talks. Anywho. <laughs> <laughs> listen, he fine too, so she ain't lose nothing. But um, my last thing was I had like a tweet that I had. It was a tweet of the week that really um, resonated with me. And I have to find it in my screenshots. Girl, I'm a screen. screenshot. Listen, screen. after all that stuff we did last night, I'm like, where is it now? I took all them pictures. One I be having to go back and delete stuff. Like, why did you not delete this? Mm-hmm. I can't even. Okay. No, that's not it. So I'm not gonna do the sweet of the week. Y'all remember it? No, cause I deleted it. Cause I I be I don't I'm gonna know. I get used to Twitter again. I I, I got um 256k on my phone, but I my stupid self be like, um, let me delete this stuff. Oh, Dion Warwick. That's what I want to talk about. So and dude, can you edit out that uh, that banter? Okay. <laughs> of me. Uh, okay. So Dion Warwick has taken over Twitter. She is like Twitter royalty right now. Really? I'm a big Twitterer. And Dionne Warwick just created a Twitter before okay. her 80th birthday. Her granddaughter. How old is Her niece. Dionne her Warwick? niece. 80. So her her niece just created a Twitter for her. She was like, I want to celebrate my birthday on Twitter. So create me a Twitter. Mm. And But Dion is talking like an auntie on Twitter. Oh, I need that. Like, girl, hilarious. I Everything she posts. Like, every, um, every, like, major Jimmy Fallon, Ellen, has been talking about Jimmy, um, about Dionne Warwick. Because she'll be on there like, hey, Chance the Rapper, why is the rapper in your name when you're clearly a rapper? I can't get over thinking about this. Because she, and she's, I, people like, do you know we can all see this? She was like, I don't care. I wanted to ask him that. Now, Did he respond? Yeah, he was like, I don't know. It was just something. It was an idea. And he just, like, she be adding people. And people thought that, that she was, like, DMing people. And she said, I'm about to be 80 years old. I don't give a fuck if y'all see this. <laughs> no, but I love it. Yes. She I just, love it. She said, um, I tried to make a bio. I don't understand how to make the bio. I'm not making a bio. So her bio is, I'm not making a bio. Period. <laughs> Because y'all know the name. So respect. She said, I would like y'all to use Google. She Please, said that. Google me. <laughs> she said, Google my, my name. And somebody was like, you're known, like a white person had added her, like, you're known for Twitter. She's like, I'm literally known for singing and being um, Whitney Houston's godmama. Don't Period. play with me. Don't play with Period. me. And put some respect on my motherfucking ass. <laughs> Dion said, don't fuck with me. Listen, but I love that because I feel like, I feel like the older you get, the less you care. Yes. Um, I heard a saying, and I don't know if I'm saying exactly right, but they like in your 20s, you worry about what everybody else think of you. In your 30s, you try to live a little bit. Mm-hmm. In your 40s, you say fuck that. Mm-hmm. And then when you're in your 70s, 80s, you just don't give a fuck. You real, And then you realize it's that like nobody... It's like my life been lived. They like, then you realize nobody else gave a fuck the whole time. Okay. Nobody cares. That's, that's sick, but it's true. I know. They finished enough. Okay, well, to close out, I just want to say thank you for listening to Connecting with Koo. Thank you, Rachel, for being here. 
Thank you for the opportunity. Your show is going to be so dope. I think so, too. I I'm so excited. So. I'm happy I chose you because it's it flowed so good. Don't be mad if I ask you to come back again. Girl, I'm going to be back up in here. <laughs> but um, I'll have, like, links and things in the um, description of the show. Mm-hmm. And um, if you have any suggestions, send it to ConnectingWithKoo at gmail.com or the group on Facebook, ConnectingWithKoo. It's lit. Thank y'all. Bye. How you think it went?